Hello, and welcome to Geek Cinema Podcast, a podcast where my friends and I have a conversation over geeky, nerdy, and fanboy or fangirl movies alike. Uh, we're not experts or educational. We just uh, like to sit down and talk about, you know, superhero, horror, fantasy, sci-fi movies. And this is a horror miniseries. But why are we talking about it? Because the new It has came out, and so we revisited the 1990 uh TV miniseries uh, that I had seen part of, my wife had seen very little of, um, and my other two friends had seen all of, I believe, uh, one of which is a huge fan. And so we discussed it, we... there are major spoilers for it, obviously, as well as the novel, and minor spoilers for er Ernest, Scared Stupid, Predator, Gremlins 2, A New Batch, and the Dark Tower book universe. This is a long episode. Probably our longest ever, so let's go join me, Everett, and Kindle, Matt, and Kyle. Enjoy the conversation. So what's been up with you guys? Well, Kyle, Matt, I would say Kindle, but uh, she's involved in this next conversation. I'm ready um, for this conversation. So uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe no, is no. moving on. He's like, never mind, I changed my mind. Yeah, I'll get to that later. You you should be excited <laughs> for that. Okay. Um, Marvel Cinematic Universe I thought this is going to be like Kindle's Pregnant or something. God, is, uh, no. Expanding. How dare you put that on me? <laughs> They're expanding right, to, Sorry, to the nethers now. Um, New series, Inhumans, is coming out in like a week or two. And so mm-hmm. they... They launched the first two episodes in IMAX, though, because that's what they filmed them in, so they could get all these monies, I guess. Did you know it was supposed to be a month-long engagement? No. I heard it was just a week. It was supposed to be a month, and they cut it down to a week. I thought the Game of Thrones was a month, and this one was a week. Um, Because we went... Well, one, our theater that we went to, we drove two hours to go see it. And uh, we got oh, there, wow. and they had canceled the showing. We were there for eleven thirty. Notifying anyone. they didn't notice. And yeah, the theater messed up by not notifying anybody, uh, which they're going through transitions of new ownership and whatnot. But we Still, got there. They said, "Sorry, we're showing Dunkirk right now," and we're like, "Okay." So they refunded us and gave us tickets for a later showing for free. But we went. It was like six thirty, I think, ish, <laughs> and there was. Maybe 15. 10 people, yeah. 10, 15 people there, if that. And it was in an IMAX. Yeah. Wow. So if it, it felt empty. Empty as can be. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was, wow. it was bad. But um, so uh, I don't know Kendall's opinion so far, but in my humble opinion, you know don't let me paint it. it. Go watch the show for yourself. But uh, our weakest entry to the Marvel Cinematic Universe yet. Now, before this, what would you say the weakest entry was? Shield. No, no, not at all. Really? I think Shield's better than Iron Fist and Daredevil. Interesting. An entry? No. I disagree. Really? Yep. Huh. Shield was hard to get into, but once you're into it, it's worth it. All the others, I was. Oh, I don't mean. I just mean, as an entity in total, all oh. the properties. Uh. Inhumans is the lowest first, but it's two episodes, so who knows? I could see people uh, not liking Jessica Jones. Yeah, okay. I was gonna say probably Iron Fist and Jessica Jones are probably the weakest. Um, Iron Fist I was gonna is the say Incredible watched out of all of them. Did you know that? Really? 
It wasn't that great. I mean, it was good, but it Netflix wasn't that great. Netflix put out their numbers. It's the highest rated and the most watched out of all of the Marvel series, barring the Defenders. Huh. Interesting. That's weird. Isn't it? Luke is the best one, hmm. hands down. Um, I'd say the weakest, though, is probably Incredible Hulk, just because it's kind of slow. Mm. I like the movie a lot, but right. this one, it just feels so... Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., is a great show in my opinion. It's mm-hmm. uh, pretty sophisticated for a primetime television show. Mm-hmm. And Inhumans feels the exact opposite. Like they cut all that out. Uh, like I can understand no need for gore or swearing so you can have a family friendly TV show, but cutting out the brains to it is just a terrible idea mm. for how mm. great the Marvel cinematic universe has been so far and that's what it felt like and it feels cheap like mm-hmm. kendall brought up uh medusa's outfit looks terrible i know that's supposed to be what she looks like but well it, it looks bad. bad it, was it bad. looks poorly made her hair looks so fake and i'm not talking about the powers like her wig or whatever it was just it looks ridiculous it was really bad <laughs> it's bad Wow. I was thinking, like, that's why I was curious about it, and that's why I was really surprised it was in IMAX, because it just, it looked like it was like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but, like, even more low budget, mm-hmm. and, like, very very X-Men feeling, but, like, if it was really, really cheaply made. Yeah, and that's know? the thing, so, I don't understand either why it was in IMAX, it, it so didn't strange. feel big or necessary for an IMAX. There's probably two yeah. minutes worth of IMAX-worthy shots. It, you really? know, it... Man. I agree with Kyle's point. It's looked like it. It looks like a like what you would imagine a live action adaptation of like the nineteen nineties X Men cartoon series. Oh yeah, it's like. pretty dang close. Like That's... with a little bit of Star Trek in there. You know, it's kind of and it's yeah. got a lot of cheese in there. And I love the first X Men movie, but that movie is very cheesy. Like they hadn't uh, ironed it out to that like great. F- uh, superhero feel but still with a little bit of grit yeah. that X2 has mm-hmm. and this kind of feels like that like it's it's so cheesy and the <laughs> acting is is not not, not there <laughs> but you don't agree with me I feel like at the beginning of the show most of them are pretty new you know yeah we'll see it'll get better they grow into their characters we'll see where it goes <laughs> so I think it'll get better but I don't have very high hopes for it it won't live up to the Netflix ones at all. And it no. probably won't live up to S.H.I.E.L.D. either. That's disappointing. Kyle, did you watch Defenders yet? Defender? Yes, I did. Yeah, I finished it. Okay. I liked it a lot. Um, the only thing is I, I hadn't watched Iron Fist at all. Uh, actually, Idiot. I watched like the first half of the first episode and I got bored. Um, but then I was really excited about the Defenders. So I was just like, ah, I'll just skip it and watch the Defenders, and which was a mistake because the Defenders is... Very centered around Iron Fist. Yeah. Yep. We could have told you that, bro. Villains and origin and stuff. So I was watching and I was like, don't know what's going on. It also totally spoils so. <laughs> the end of the whole season of Iron Fist if you started yeah. the Defenders. Yeah. So I'll have to go back there. and watch it. I'm about halfway but, um, through. Or go ahead. I'm not hurry. Season two of DD. Yeah. It's hard. It's good. It's good, but it's still? hard to get through. It's easier to me than I'm enjoying this more than the first season a yeah. lot. I'm the opposite. Uh, I like the, I like the tension. Don't get me wrong in the first season, but like, I really like the Punisher, uh-huh. and and how they've done him. Oh, yeah. this. Yeah. 
Um, I did like him a lot. He was my favorite. I think I really enjoyed the second season, not so much for Punisher, but uh, I like what they did in the first, like, so many pictures of the MCU, but once Doctor Strange hit, they, like, timed it all out Mm -hmm. and entered all the great supernatural uh, mystical stuff that Mm -hmm. Marvel has. Right. And so we got that in Daredevil and uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. with Ghost Rider and all that. I liked that hmm. about that that, that season. I just keep watching. It's it's it's, it's fun. Yeah. And uh, defenders, your girl, Sigourns. Yeah, that's what I hear. Yeah, mm. she was good. She was good. I'm going to Scorns. Jessica Jones after this one. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh, other than that, I watched one thing that I want to talk to you about. Don't. We only have three episodes in. Well, that's fine. Tell me what you thought. I'm not going to tell you. I will not tell you anything. I will tell you I finished it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. it's a wonderful puzzle for mm-hmm. sure. Oh, it's that's, that's it. So I'm not going to tell you anymore. Uh, but what did you guys think of twin peaks? The return? Yes. Well, yeah. Great. We were three episodes in after last night. He seems very lost. I'm not lost. What I'm, you- I mean, there's small things that I'm like, what? Okay. They're going to answer that later, but I'm not very lost. He seems pretty lost. What are you lost about? Everything. Yeah, there's just so much tied in there. Like, there's so many different. Scenes. He was like, "So who's?" Doug? I I, d- I definitely <laughs> understand uh, what he. Well, I hope I understand what he's doing, <laughs> which seems like we're getting little pieces of a jigsaw puzzle at a time. Mm-hmm. And uh, by the end, I'm hoping all of them fit together. <laughs> but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. It's a it's a puzzle. And I'm not you, too lost. I don't know. I'm not too lost. After today, it's definitely a thinker. Like it makes you you have to think about it a bit. Really? And so, I just wow. as soon as the episode was over, I was like, well, this is that, and that's this, and this is what this is. I had mm-hmm. a lot of I had a lot of questions, just like who these people were, what what exactly was. Oh yeah, those obviously. But like what exactly was this thing I'm looking at? Things yeah. like that. Yeah, I'll see. I'm excited, but. It's which weird. It's it is weird. weird. Wait till episode eight. Oh, episode God. eight will make or break you. You <laughs> will love it or you will hate it, and you will stop watching or you will get through it. Like that happens to me, like in everything. Kyle, Kyle, um, are you alright? We're, we're boring you, I'm yeah. sure. Um, how 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 yeah. have you gone with Twin he Peaks? Said, yeah. How far are you with Twin Peaks? Um, I watched the first episode and <laughs> keep I keep going. It was really good. Keep going. It was re- yeah okay. Wait, so really you don't good. even know who just, the killer is? No, no, I don't. It gets way worse and better. And at you the same barely time. know Agent <laughs> Cooper. Agent Cooper is yeah, like barely. the best television character of all time. I think he might you've be. You barely met him. So that's just in my list of get around to it kind of things. But mm. I, I I am interested though. It was really good. Well, three weeks. Is how long it's been since we talked to you. Uh, do you want to share your share your cinematic journey at all? As far as what I've been watching? No, as far as what you've been making <laughs> and eating. Well, I made a I made a little <laughs> film. No, just this last weekend, I finally got around to watching Birdman. Oh yeah, fantastic. you've never seen it? Oh wait, yeah. I knew that. No, I hadn't. I heard you guys talk about it for a long time, and I just I was like, oh okay, I'll you know I'll watch that. My season's cool. Um, oh, but what what prompted me to watching it was I watched the movie The Founder, which was on Netflix. Right. Um, but Michael Keaton plays the lead in that, and right. it's also it's like an incredible movie. Um, and so I watched that, and I was like, okay, I have to watch Birdman. And so I borrowed it from a friend and watched that, and it was really good. 
Oh, I finally watched The Shining. I've never seen that before. Good. I'm kind we of can talk about that. That's interesting. Going back and visiting. Yeah, I'm going back and visiting horror movies because mm-hmm. I was going to talk about that today. But I generally hate horror movies um, just because usually they're bad. But I'm kind, of, I'm kind of realizing it's just because I always watch bad ones and they're actually good horror movies. <laughs> there. And so uh, they're just hard to come by. And so, uh, so yeah, I watched The Shining. And it was really good. It's interesting like you bring that up today because uh, uh, which Another version did you watch? Oh, Who's uh, in whatever's it? on Netflix. Whatever's on Netflix. Who's Jack in it? Jack Nicholson. Okay. Jack Nicholson. So yeah. you watched the version that Stephen King absolutely despises. So the one really? that oh, yeah, likes. Got you. Yeah, I forgot there's a TV one. Yeah, yeah the ABC um, yeah, version. Yeah, so I watched the original. He, but Stephen King uh-huh. likes the ABC version over the Kubrick? A hundred times more yes. because he wow. actually got to help write the script. Uh, yeah, I read a lot of Half of what you really see in The Shining, the movie. Uh-huh. Doesn't exist in the novel. Interesting. I didn't know that. So the two. That's another girls. thing. I'm. Here's Johnny. They're, they're in there. The curtain scene. Here's Johnny's made up. The maze. I'm um, a lot like Kyle. Where I have the only things I the remember. Ma- the maze is well, kind of the maze. I'm revisiting horror movies now, and I'm waiting till October to finally watch The Shining because it's it is on Netflix and. Uh, it was good. October I still don't really I finally the get around to watching a bunch of horror movies and. I'm saving it. Since since this is relevant to the podcast today, I will say I watched the uh, ABC TV movie when it first came out. Of what? Of The Shining. Oh, okay. And uh, <laughs> this is relevant for how I've always said that I don't like horror movies because they usually scare me too much. Me and my siblings were terrified of a lady in that move in that TV movie for, I don't know, 10 years or so. Oh my God. Till yeah. Till we were way too old to be scared (laughs) of it. Basically. Um, there's a scene where the kid, uh, he goes into a bathroom upstairs and I guess it's his mom, but it's a hallucination or something. And she's just covered in like moss or something. Mm -hmm. And she's yelling at him and that just terrified us all because he pulls back the curtain. And so for the next, I don't know, till we were in our teens, we would uh, leave the shower curtain open. <laughs> Wide open. The bathroom. <laughs> green lady. The, the green lady is what we call her. Hey, Psycho did the same thing to some people. <laughs> oh, man. That was awesome. great. But speaking of Stephen King TV. What uh, a segue. Yeah, television. So uh, let's let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Mm. Let's, Let's talk, talk about, about it, sex, baby. baby. <laughs> Let's talk about Pennywise and me. Ew. <laughs> should be the theme song for the new one. That should be the theme song. Uh, <laughs> so 1986, Stephen King publishes what was at that time his longest novel. The goal was to write the longest story of his career and use the universal monsters as well as something that seemed wholesome on the outside but could chill a person straight to the bone. A clown. That was his goal with this. That's all he okay. wanted to do. He and wanted, we discussed... Uh, he just couldn't get legally get the rights to the Universal Monsters. We discussed Scary Clowns and where it first started cause, uh, in October because we did Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Mm-hmm. And when was that? Did we... Do you remember? Uh, I, don't, I don't remember off the top of my head, but it was, it was uh, back. Back in the... F- you see, either way, they had been working on that movie for three years, right? Something like that. Yeah. And so if it was 87, that means they were working on that before it released, was Mm -hmm. published. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, we discussed there's this clown doll in Poltergeist. Right. But 
is it just people are scared of clowns people have a chlor uh, i think it, i think you pronounce it chlorophobia and i don't it's a thing and so he went after this yeah, but the thing was, is chlorophobia wasn't really widely published at the time that it was published. Hmm. Uh, chlorophobia really is kind of like come came around in the '90s, and that's whenever like it actually became like this is a thing. It's not you're simply afraid of clowns. Now we have an actual term <laughs> for it. Right. We knew some girl that was uh, no joke, deathly afraid of cats. You know, I'll t- I'll just I'll just tell you like. Uh, I have a fear. I have a stupid fear of laying in the bed and looking at something on the ground and turning over because a fucking Ernest scared stupid. <laughs> that's that's it. <laughs> that troll. That troll. Fucking. We watched that that's movie. It gave scare. me nightmares. Like, out of all the horror movies really? you've seen, that's the yeah, one that stuck with you. One. That's that's the one. Yeah, that's the only movie I've ever seen that has ever freaked me out. So uh, it was published in 1986. However, ABC bought the rights a few months before its release. Uh, and we're already looking for a writer. Enter Lawrence D. Cohen. Previously, he wrote uh, and helped make Carrie a success, and ABC hoped lightning would strike twice. During his writing of the script, he heard very little from King, as King was happy with Carrie and felt he could trust Cohen to capture the essence of the novel and that it wouldn't become another Shining. Initially, the late, George A. Romero was to direct, and King was thrilled after having worked with him on Creepshow. However, Romero had to back out due to scheduling conflicts. At this point, it was to be an 8-10 to hour miniseries. Uh, This was then cut to 6, and the first draft was turned in as a three-part event. And due to the, the novel being so long is why ABC went with a miniseries over trying to do a series of films. Has George Romero done much outside of zombies? Oh, yeah. Okay. He did this really cool, like, vampire flick called Martin. Um, Martin? Yeah, uh, it's... It's Martin Short as a vampire. You know what? That's what what I pictured until I saw it, but it's actually a really kind of, like, chilling look at a vampire story that's never been really ever ever done again the closest thing to it would be like let me in okay but he's done he's done some things uh creep show was one of them uh he did all of that and he did a lot of uh he did a few episodes like randomly of like uh amazing stories and uh tells from the dark side oh so abc then decided to cut it down to four hours and two parts to help cut back on costs since they wouldn't have romero's name attached to attract viewers ABC then looked for somebody who had worked in horror and could do a satisfactory job and be reasonably priced. It was now that Tommy Lee Wallace entered the picture. Tommy Lee Wallace uh, had done Fright Night 2, Fright Night Part 2, and he had also done Halloween 3, which is the only Halloween movie that doesn't have anything to do with Michael Myers. Kendall's favorite. I freaking hate that movie. (laughs) And at this time, the original three producers that still have producing credit on the film walked away from the film. (laughs) However, ABC still moved forward and started casting while Wallace, after attempting to get Cohen to do a rewrite and Cohen rejecting the idea, rewrote almost all of part two. The initial part two strayed so far from the book uh, that it made Beverly's husband as the ultimate villain over Pennywise. Wallace took uh, took the husband out and brought back Pennywise, and it followed a little bit closer to the novel, not quite, but a little bit. Uh, next up, 
John Ritter and Annette O'Toole were cast, and ABC announced it to the public. The adult cast was all basically telephone casting, meaning that, hey, we want you to do this thing, are you free? Uh, while the kids were cherry-picked after weeks and weeks of casting sessions. Even Jonathan Brandis, who you might know uh, from The NeverEnding Story 2 or Sidekicks, had to audition. At this point, he wasn't quite a household name. He'd been in a few things like Ghost Dad and upcoming The NeverEnding Story 2. So it was a much, much more meticulous job whenever uh, they were trying to find the children. Most of the actors hadn't read yeah. the book, but knew King's work and felt like this was something so much more than a TV movie. Still, everyone was curious who was playing Pennywise. <laughs> ABC wanted Malcolm McDowell of A Clockwork Orange mm-hmm. or Roddy McDowell of Planet of the Apes and Fright Night Part 1 and 2. Okay. However, Wallace always had Tim Curry in mind and got the projection production designer to do various sketches of Tim Curry as Pennywise to sell the studio on the idea. Wallace wanted Pennywise to be like a living cartoon that felt unsettling like Lon Chaney's Phantom of the Opera. (laughs) Initially, the design of Pennywise was more angular and disjointed, but Curry talked them out of the prosthetics, uh, mainly due to his experiences on Legend, and to try just clown makeup. After seeing Curry perform, everyone knew it was the right call because even the adults were affected by his performance. Filming took place in Vancouver, Canada. And a fun tidbit, while filming, Curry would take smoke breaks, right? And he would tell, or he would go over to like the the special effects crew and he would always put in the uh, the razor sharp teeth, okay? (laughs) And if the child actors got close, he would either scare them or he would just grin at them with the, with the sharp teeth mm-hmm. to keep them away. Uh, this was because uh, Curry's insistence uh, to keep the kids far away from him to capture the most realistic reactions possible. Hmm. He hung out all the time with the adults, but not the kids. Filming took nearly, took nearly three months and it was a test that nearly broke Wallace due to having to juggle such a vast <coughs> cast with a schedule that was anything but or- orderly. Some days he'd shoot with the kids in the morning, then the afternoon and into the night with the adults. That's weird. Yeah. Uh, it was because you yeah. could only allow the child actors could only be on set for so long and mm-hmm. you could only have them free for certain, certain parts of the day. Huh? It's part of, and it's part of what took so long. So, the hardest part of filming, uh, was, however, was to make the kids seem to be in jeopardy without showing it. This was due to standards and practices not allowing such a thing on network TV. They also didn't allow gore or dripping blood. So Wallace had to find, had to find ways around it. This is why we see so many jump cuts when the kids in, uh, with the kids in Pennywise, like Georgie, mm-hmm. right? Uh as well as the skeleton being completely dry when it comes out of the water with at Ben. Hmm. ABC thought, oh, how, like, for whatever reason, ABC thought a wet skeleton would fall into the gore category. I don't really understand that, but well, whatever. if it's wet, it's <laughs> like it's got blood on it, so let's not do that. I, it's just like, it's clear, man. It's clear. So the final scene of it to be filmed was actually the ending of the film. It was due to disagreements on what its final form was to look like and how to make it work with their budget, which was only $12 million and special effects at the time. Hmm. 
which you think about it, twelve million dollars for a film that's got so many, so many actors, and it's going on for so three months for shooting it, plus all your time for editing and other stuff. Not to mention the stop motion. Like that's insane. Yeah. It Part One was released on November eighteenth, nineteen ninety. Part Two was released on November twentieth, nineteen ninety. Both to a huge success. Over thirty million people t- tuned in. That is insane. Yeah. That because t- cable ratings today, like a highly unprecedented premiere, is like maybe six million viewers. Mm-hmm. That's like as high as it gets now. Thirty million people watch this. Does that mean thirty million people or thirty million television sets? Thirty million television sets. So more people. Yeah, so more people. <laughs> it also kickstarted the Stephen King TV miniseries craze that flourished all throughout the nineteen nineties. The Stand, Tommyknockers, The Shining, Rose Red, and Kingdom Hospital would not exist without it. Hmm. My mom watched those a lot. So there we go. We have uh we are up to date. I will tell you that uh my grandmother bought me it when I was like maybe probably too young to own it. I was mm-hmm. like 11 years old <laughs> and uh, I've never, that book has always defeated me. It is almost 1200 pages. Um, I've made it all through the kids. Like I've made it through essentially where the kid, the halfway point of the novel where the kids kind of defeat it for the first time in a way. The novel's also structured a lot differently. But And that's one question I had actually, because when watching this, I, I mean, we can talk about our experience first, but when watching this again, I was thinking, like, is the new movie going to be set up like this? Is the book set up like this? Because, like, in the movie, or in this, we get, you know, the uh, modern age first. Right. And then it goes back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, which I like a lot. Right. Which, it's funny, we just did uh, Iron Giant. This is also, this film is also set in the 50s. Mm -hmm. The new one, it's not... I don't know. Do you want to? Do you want me to tell you? It's not really a spoiler. Yeah, I just. Yeah. So it's all kids. That's what my theory was: is it's that all, it's no adults at all. No all adults. All kids. The kids' story, because they can have an it too or something like that. Well, exactly, because they also don't. Uh, the movie's two and a half hours long with just the kids. They mm-hmm. wanted to give plenty of time to that. Yeah. Um, and if it was a success, they could do the other part. But it needs to be a success first. Right. If not, Even apparently if it, this stands alone, on its own. Yeah, I was like, standing alone, I think it would okay. be great. Yeah, and I kind of expect that today because I know we'd, I think maybe we'd talked about it on here before that mm-hmm. it was originally talked about as being a two-parter right. for sure. And that's just, that's kind of hard for me to imagine. I can't think of another horror movie that was set up as one movie or as set up as two separate movies. Right. Uh no, they don't really they don't really exist. Ta da something new. I mean there's plenty of horror movies that pick up right at the uh the top right. or right at the end of the last one. But are they planned that way? Right. Often not. Yeah. But something else something that has gone on is that they have shot scenes with the kids now in preparation for part two. Wow. Mm. So I think it'll be great. Yeah. It aha. <laughs> But well, yeah, we'll talk about some of the stuff. Um, and I guess since we're talking about the adults and the kids, uh, the one scene that King wanted in the film but is nowhere to be found was a scene at the Dairy Library, where the kids uh, pass through a glass tunnel that connects uh, connects and separates the kid and adult sections of the library. 
was to illustrate that the kids were no longer kids anymore and it would happen this this bit happens right before they go down to the sewers to confront it and it's something it's a cool and beautiful scene in the book i will tell you that i'm making my way back through that novel and i will get there but uh it's a it's a lot of time and it's just it's a really it's a really heavy novel too it's not it's not easy to get through all the time like literally so yeah and literally you could (laughs) just you could you could rob a fucking bank with this book I should get I the audio book. You. All right. What is your experience with it, Kyle? Um, I don't remember my first time watching it, um, but I'm pretty sure I was probably around 10, and I think my dad let me watch it because he's a huge Stephen King fan, and pretty much all of his stuff I was not allowed to watch. And so, but this being a movie that was, um, even though it was a horror movie, wasn't didn't have a lot of you know, a lot of like sex or uh, violence or really straightforward gore in it and so so he let me watch it um but he probably shouldn't have because it terrified me to my core and was one of those movies like you said that you know just stuck with me for a long time to where i was not necessarily afraid of clowns but just like the image of that movie stuck with me for a really long time and then i watched it again i think a couple of times in like middle school and high school and it still like just brought back like that childhood fear to me um, and then watching it this time, it, it didn't have the exact same effect. You know, I thought maybe just cause I'm older, I, I was like, you know, I could kind of see through that and I, oh, this doesn't really terrify me as much. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but I still like it and I think it's a really great movie and I definitely watching it this time as an adult, I could see the messages in it and themes and mm-hmm. the purpose of the movie other than just being horrifying. Um, and so, so I think I probably enjoyed it more this time watching it than I did in the past where before it was just the scariest movie I've ever seen. So, yeah. So I still like this movie and it holds up for me. Good. Everett, what's your experience? Um, I saw this probably when I was about 11 or 12. Mm-hmm. It was on TV replaying, of course. And uh, I don't know. It was just on. And <laughs> my sister was watching it. My younger sister. Yeah. Uh, one year younger. And... I guess we were just sitting down watching it and I, I just remember going in and out, not really paying attention, probably leaving the room a lot. And the only scenes that I actually remember, like when we were watching again, the only scenes I could actually before seeing it remember is Georgie talking to, uh, Pennywise Pennywise, and, uh, uh, what's the first guy that dies? The first adult, Stan? Stan, 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 who kills himself. I saw. I remembered him in the bathtub after he slits his wrist. Uh-huh. I remember that. So I'm like, Jeez, which Everett. is the one that kills himself the whole time? And I just couldn't. <laughs> I didn't know. Uh, you remember the worst parts? Yeah, apparently. Which the, that's the, the thing. Most, horse, most horrifying parts. The it it is more horrifying when they are kids, and so as. Uh, a kid i was always bored of the latter part of the movie even though there are more horror scenes and probably in that part i think it was just because they're adults it's less scary than the guy picking on kids right yeah it was weird I, I forgot to say that i as a kid i remember liking the first part a lot more because it was more relatable and thinking the second part was boring mm-hmm. um and then i guess it's you know yeah weird how as an adult now i kind of understood the second half more and enjoyed it a little bit more so that was kind of cool. How about you, Kendall? Uh, don't think I'd ever seen this. 
Okay. I don't remember it. Also, I, I slightly remember the Georgie stuff, but that doesn't mean it's because I watched the movie. Right. Um. So I'm going to just say this is most likely the first time seeing the whole thing. Well, obviously the first time seeing the whole thing. Or at least a full watching of it. Yeah. Um. It's okay. Yeah. I don't like movies where I have to ask a lot of questions when it's over. And you're like, watching Twin Peaks? Yeah. Twin Peaks is fine, though, because I can answer my questions. Like, this, I just don't get it. I didn't have any questions at the end of this. Are you kidding? Uh, I didn't have any questions either. Not necessarily. The things I wanted to know were not answered, so it drove me nuts. Well, I would like to get there at the end of this. Yeah. So okay. I want to hear about your questions. But, uh, so we can figure out. I still like the first part of the movie. I did not care for the second part. I prefer the kids part. I love the whole thing. The adults if we're, saying we're it now. too, I don't know, it's just uncomfortable. I you know, I think the best, uh, at least of all the ones I've seen, the best Stephen King movie is Stand By Me. Just because it's so, f- I don't know, there's something so m- magical but gritty and real about the, right. those kids' yep. life. And this kind of translates in here too. Like they're facing real issues. They're the losers that are bullied on. And right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like I like that, and then getting to see how they've grown into that, into who they are because of that is. Yeah. I like the whole movie. It's, yeah, mm-hmm. it's nice, but like the choppiness of the kid part, I didn't really care for either. Like cutting from story to story, I wanted to know it from when it started to when it ended. Right, but you so loved Memento. Okay, get out of my life. See, it was just too hard to keep track of the timeline. Yeah, At the end okay. of Memento, 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 you you understand the timeline. Okay. I didn't get the sense of the timeline for this, so I was like, wait, so did this happen? When did this? Who? No. It was confusing. Hmm. Hmm. I feel like the since we're talking about it now, I, I yeah, the adult part I like. It drags a bit, but I like it and. The cutting that you're talking about was done because they needed, they paid money for John Ritter and Annette O'Toole and they wanted their faces early in both on. Parts. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. That's part like of the reason why possible. it was structured like this. Because, like, the book opens with Georgie. Like, it doesn't open in the future, it opens in the past. Gotcha. So. Um, and I think it did help connect it, you know, because otherwise it would have been like a movie and then, 20, you know, 30 years later, yeah. another movie. I mean, but it, then as one package. So it really it helped connect them for me. Yeah. For um, you, where it, it made it feel like one story. Right. So I, I was, thought that was a good choice, too. I was going to suggest, like, maybe let's discuss, like, part one and then move into part two. Okay. And you want to go through it? Because my first thought, it has to do with the beginning, which it, it starts off with the the photo book, right? In the credits. Off, yeah, in the credits. But then we see the Paramount closed down. Like it fades from mm-hmm. old to new. Uh, and then we get this girl on our trike. And I immediately thought of Monster House. That's ah, funny. Yeah, I so could see that. Would Mon- Monster House <laughs> maybe like Probably. took that as. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was co- funny. My, uh, my first thought is actually a question to everybody here. Could you see or tell it was Tim Curry beneath that makeup? Like, yes. Upon first viewing. Well, I guess this is your first viewing, so yeah. I mean, uh, I knew it was I him, don't. but I could tell it was... Could you tell it was him today? Yeah. I, I have a hard time still telling that's him under there. I I don't know. He's it's just got such... something in his such... giant mouth. Yeah, he's got he, a giant mouth. He's but got a like, very familiar a face. big old way forehead. Him, so. The way... He, okay, the forehead's false. Um, but he does have a big forehead, too. 
Yeah, but like the way his lips are shaped here, it, like mm-hmm. it just there's it throws me off. It's not Frankenfurter. Like I don't know this guy. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me to tell when he talks. Yeah, it's it's so much you know because like his voice is so different than like his normal. It's like British and a British accent, right? That's his or, normal. I'm voice. not sure what. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, and so, so you're, to hear uh, him yeah, talking, I didn't like think about voice. that. Yeah, he does have a different. The, voice hey, Georgie, you know that voice, like yeah. that, like I'm just like, whoa, that's like a totally different person. So, yeah, it's so I don't know about the looks, but definitely the voice is what throws it, throws me through. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, the first time I don't remember if I recognized him or not. I guess the only thing yeah, I, I don't know known the first... him from would have been Home Alone Two. Two? Yeah. Okay. Which is the best Home Alone? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I agree. So we see Mike and the little girl, and. uh None of that is in the novel, obviously. Like, I just told you how to open right. it. But what is your first impression of the clown, Kendall? Like, what was your... Was he creepy? Was he unsettling? Did you automatically... Get, I mean... No. He creeps no. me out Not today. Creepy. Like, Not just unsettling. him popping up and... Yeah. Gives me the willies. Like, I don't... I don't popping I'm up not, out I'm of a random, random shower drain and be like, hey, how you doing? It's just... It's more just unusual, and I kind of associate clowns with pedophiles john wing so yep. just pedophile creepy not like scary creepy okay yeah i'm not scared of him it just like it it gives me a weird feeling more annoying like, than anything like the weird stuff in twin peaks it gives me that feeling okay i mean it's a clown in just the sewer unsettling uncomfortable it's not normal <laughs> no but Georgie, nobody should be down there georgie just talks to him he's like oh okay cool <laughs> like because he likes clowns. And, and I, like, I, I really like Hey Georgie. there, mister. Like, I was, it, it sucked that he died so soon. Um, Georgie likes clowns a lot. He's just so he's just so happy. I have a few notes to this opening here. So uh, so Bill, the character of Bill, is obviously like the Stephen King vessel. Billy. Yeah. He puts himself in all of his stories somewhere. Sometimes it's yeah. a major, sometimes it's a minor character. Stand by me. Yeah. Was that, did you think, is that lazy or is that like, oh, that's kind of cool? Lazy? No, I don't think it's lazy at all. It's I think a that's way to how have you, your own adventure. And I, yeah, and I think it's how you <sighs> successfully wi- that write was like deep a. for Kindle. <laughs> thousand, it's yeah. the way you have your own adventure. <laughs> it's kind of, kind okay. of, kind of a mat thing. Yeah. I just thought it was profound. I just thought of it as lazy uh, in the sense that, like, if I was going to write a story and I'm not a story writer, I would be like, hmm, I'm going to write about a character. He's a blonde man named Kyle. You it's know, like, like then, you know, Tina that's not creative loose. at all. Yeah. It's like Tina, but I mean, if you think about it. <laughs> so I didn't know if that was insightful or if that you, was just you could think lazy it's hard for me to think of film as art because there's so many people putting their own work yes. into it. Right. And art is um, the expression of yourself. But in book writing, it makes sense to me that that seems artistic because you're putting your what you know into it, what Plus, you feel. And I so feel putting yourself into it literally is kind it of... It probably helps the, the situation because then you can think of how you would do things and how you would react to people around you. How about... Okay, so Bill, right off the top, like it was much more prominent in the novel. He has a lot of mix-ups, like mom's going to have a bird instead of mom's going to have a cow. Hmm. Why is it a bird? But like, yeah. it I happens people, common. I thought kids just back then talked weird. Yeah, I thought it was too. I, I, I didn't did realize too. it was supposed to be out of <laughs> no, place. No, it's, 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 he just commonly mixes up. But like, this is the only time it happens. And it just seems like, watching it this time, I was like, that is really just out of place. Because you never go back to that. Huh. Yeah, I literally thought. I assumed yeah, it was a phrase. 50s kids were weird. Yeah. <laughs> they talked kind of funny. Well, like, because even Ben, whenever he's an adult and he's with that lady and he says, 
I can't think of it off the top of my head, but he says some kind of saying like that. He says, we always used to say that as kids. And, you know, it was something that I'd, like, never heard. So I thought, eh, kids, kids back then in that town talked really weird. So, oh, yeah, gotcha. that was something Ben said. Oh, I saw it as. Uh, something as a fern? I can't remember what it was. Serious as a fern? Yeah, something like yeah, that, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Something with a fern. But anyway, so yeah, I just thought, so Where the red chopped it goes. off to oh, a weird that's what it kids is. talking weird, weird 50s slang. We see Georgie and Bill, and Bill gives him like Bill's like, "Okay, you can have your boat, but you gotta go down to the cellar," uh, which is terrifying in itself. Of course, Georgie and makes nothing it, happens. Yeah, nothing happens. But I mean, like they play on you a little bit. Georgie starts running down the street, and right at this time, we're watching, and I look over at Kendall, and I'm like, "Is that fucking balls of fire? Did you see fire? Yes, yeah. there were balls something. of fire. What are they? Yeah." And Kyle, just so you know, Matt and Kendall like to yell during movies. <laughs> <laughs> Is that fire? <laughs> I was yeah. like, I, I just assumed like that's something they do with but, I mean, there construction was like, sites. But there was balls and pillars of fire. They were actively burning on a random street. They looked yeah. like I took it as balls. it was before they invented like a big the bomb. traffic cone. That's what they did. So they were going to burn down the neighborhood instead. It was the fifties. Why did they so use like, a cannonball? They didn't know about safety rules and whatnot. It looked like a big bomb. It did. Fuse. It did. It looked like it a did. bomb. Um, so Georgia comes face to face with. You didn't Google it and figure it out. I tried actually. Mad. I tried. I you wanna know. I, I had a hard enough time finding some of this stuff. Some of the shit I was telling you Everett, earlier. Look up it. Great balls of fire. <laughs> <laughs> Matt thinks I'm funny. <laughs> oh. Okay, where were we? Balls um, of fire. So balls of fire. He's running along the constructions, uh, running along the street. Right. It's just odd. He sees Pennywise, and Pennywise like. Georgie. Okay, so first he talks to him a little bit, um, and. As he's convincing, it's raining. It's pouring hard. I've never seen this movie as clear as we watched it, you know, uh, the other day because it's Blu-ray, right? Yeah. Um, but as he's convincing Georgie that he's safe and when he kind of like finally convinces him, if you're paying attention, it looks like Pennywise sheds a tear. Maybe it's just the rain like coincidentally like mm. coming down his face. But oh, there's rain coming down his face. I, I, I yeah. noticed. <laughs> But it's like I was got like, like plastic on his face. It's so caked on. It looks yeah. sealed. So you can see the water just like dripping off of it. And it's mm. not affecting the makeup at all. Right. But it looked like he was just almost like he just he cried because he's like, I've I got one. Like, <laughs> I imagine that Georgie was well, Georgie yeah. wasn't the first, but like Georgie, I don't know. Maybe Georgie was Georgie. the first in a while or something. Or there was something special about Georgie because he was so scared and they taste better when they're scared mm-hmm. um but here's a question did you'll float or they all float did any variation of that line creep you out or any any at any at all no not really i had I no idea what it. that meant what does that mean okay i mean i, I always... think it means like your body will float like because they're in the sewer and you'll wet? die so I they all it float like, you know ghosts because i don't know this is a stretch oh, but yeah. there was a band i was really into called sullivan and they had an album called hey i'm a ghost and the first track is down here we all float oh, as okay. a reference to it. it and so i just took it as ghosts just because yeah. that correlation but. i thought that was a mob thing because you know they always put them in the cement bucket ah 
No, I th- I think I always took it fishes. as just like yeah, they he, all float. He kills you and like you're going to. You're going to your body's going to float down here because you're dead. Mm. Yeah, uh, but I mean, you could also which I never got that. that like jumping a little bit ahead. Like you see this, we see the webs and all that, and they all kind of are floating up there. Yeah, um, that's th- my best explanation, which is still stupid that that's his catchphrase. It's interesting, and I'm curious to see how the how the film, the new film, handles it because it wasn't the biggest thing to what I recall. It was not the biggest thing in the novel. I think they just needed him to say something creepy and he couldn't say a lot of the other bizarre things uh, that he did in the novel to the kids. I'll like check it. me a dick off. I don't know what he says. He actually, he kind of <laughs> said... He did say that one time. <laughs> he says, well, he says stuff like that. Like, he sees Richie in... Uh, he takes on many forms in the in the novel that you don't see in here, right? He takes on the form of, like, an old man and, like, he tries to give one of the kids a blowjob. Jeez. It gets worse. Wow. It gets worse. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, like, he tries to do that to Richie. And he would say, like, he says all these very super hypersexual, bizarre things. So I'm I think maybe you'll... F- this audio, but... So I think maybe you'll float is probably the best thing that they could have come up with. And I mean, it, I mean, I like the line. It's... I love how Tim Curry delivers it. Yeah. Go a little bit further. We get the we get the funeral for Georgie, and if you're paying attention, you see Stephen King. No, I wasn't. He was. Uh, oh, that's cool. He's the one. I don't know what he looks like. Uh, he was the priest giving the gotcha, the putting on the ceremony, um, and we see Bill in the room with uh, with the photo album, and yeah. it flies across. Man, that was I. That was a creepy scene. Was that a creepy scene? Yeah. I mean, the blood coming out of it just weird. It was weird. Oh, the book. Yeah. They couldn't show it dripping, but man, they could show it pooling. And at that moment, I it, are we supposed to know the parents don't see it? Because I couldn't tell. So I guess it seemed to me in that moment because I wasn't aware, or mm-hmm. maybe I'd forgotten that the parent, the adults, don't see anything. But it seemed to me in that moment that they were ignoring it. Like yes. they knew about it, yeah, but they, like were they didn't ignoring care. It. Yeah. That's what which I, I guess that's that's kind on. of one of the the moral, I guess you'd say, of the story uh, is that all these people ignore things. Sort of, actually. Uh, so here's the, here's the thing. It has a lot of powers that are not covered um, mm-hmm. in the in the film. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them was all the adults turn a blind eye to Henry, or no, yeah, uh, no, yeah, Henry, Henry Bowers. They turn a blind. They turn a blind eye to him because Pennywise is watching over, and he has some kind of power over this entire town that causes the adults to not see things, to not notice things, to not react to things. Now, with the blood and things like that, it's oh him. yeah, because it, there's that one scene where Beverly talks about like all those guys were like all basically sexually harassing each other or uh, her. And uh, sexually harassing her, and, and the then one of the neighbors away. like looks at it and just walks away. So I right. guess it's there; they just don't it's, really mention it's it. It's just not as obvious. And, huh, that's um, interesting. Yeah. So there's that, and uh, he can he can also project things in their in the kids' minds because if they're afraid of him, he can get into their mind, and they're connected, right? Okay. Now uh, we'll talk. That comes into play a little bit later because I know Kendall has a few questions. Um, yeah, I see. Specifically, hate the scene 
of the photo book. Because what dickhole parents have no concern for their other son's feelings after one son dies? That's so yeah, terrible. I it is. I they are the worst stay out of this room. Don't look at that book. He was, Georgie was the favorite. Yeah. That's how I kind of took it. Well, yeah, he, he doesn't have any. Because that's kind of a trope, and I expect yeah. expect this to have a few tropes. Like, but I would expect you to be sad, and I don't know. I can't. I can't rationalize like someone sh- being it, like it that to their kid. It should have been you moment is how I felt. That's but, pretty ooh. shitty. Yeah, but it's, <laughs> it's in movies. No, um, they're shitty people. Yeah, what you were saying, I figured that out later, is that he, when she says it has something about it is all through this town. Yeah. And when she specifically references back to that thing that happened to her, uh, but then when it actually, actually before that, when it showed the scene of the old man, I just took it as that was just commentary on the town being just as bad as Pennywise is. Right. Yeah, no, it's it's part of his power. Gotcha. So he throws the book. Obviously, we see all the blood, the music right there. And like the music as this thing goes on, it reminds me a lot of early Danny Elfman. Um, especially in that moment. Loved that. Um, and if you pay close attention and this is something that i didn't notice until watching it this time is they have continuity between the older and younger versions of the kids like the actor jonathan brandis who plays bill doesn't have a huge mole on the side of his face he does but in the movie he does because the older version does and the older version in reality actually has that mole Hmm. yeah they like put a mole on the kid's face i didn't notice on the kid i did because i was like it looked like somebody just kind of yeah, dusted it on the adults. A little bit. We go a little bit further. We get into like the classroom and stuff, and we see all. We kind of start meeting all the other kids, and we're introduced to Henry Bowers. Can somebody explain to me what's up with his haircut? <laughs> He's. Did you notice? It's like his a haircut? mohawk that fell down. No, it was like like he rolls the sides in and then puts it to a, a tip, like yeah, a misfit that's tip. Just the normal, that's a normal thing. Greaser thing, right? Yeah. I feel like I've seen a lot of greasers wear Definitely. that in movies. I've never seen yeah. a greaser yeah. have his hair like rolled like on the, the sides. Like the sides go really? down, but the top all comes down yeah, to all a point to one and they point. twist it. No, 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 no. If you were it's looking, like it looks Wolverine, like his hair is rolled like... Point. Yeah. Like he's got like he has rollers in his hair and then he makes a tip. I've never seen that. Still seems greaser to me. You Maybe. Watch, I uh, mean, that's that's definitely the time, the era. The Outsiders. I've I've Greece. seen the Outsiders many times, so I've never seen anybody in film or reality have a haircut quite like. Really, I feel like that's what, what Patrick Swayze's hair is like. Uh, we were talking about the town, but here, like, the teachers very like, they're very aware of how much of a threat Henry Bowers is, and like they're actually mm-hmm. put getting on him, yeah. and things like that. Yeah. Attention and stuff. There is uh, there is a scene. So okay, when they grab Ben, right? In the novel, they actually cut him open, and like there's an adult watching and just turns around and walks away. Golly. Yeah, it's intense. Um, I, I forgot completely there was a third guy. Like We have Henry, Belch, and that other bully who just stands there and does mm-hmm. absolutely nothing. Yeah, I only remember one line from him. I don't it was like Him getting scared. Story. Yeah, getting you scared, and then anything. he dies. Yeah, I, I yeah that's all I remember of him. I completely forgot he was there. I remember Belch, because Belch is just so yeah. in your face. And I, of course, Literally. remember Henry. But... Who doesn't have a belching bully? Right. Uh, <laughs> speaking of, did you guys have any crazy bully experiences or 
any funny poem stories from when you were your kids? No, no. but that kid no. is not a bully. He's a sociopath. He's crazy, yeah. Okay, second grade, there was a kid that just picked on me, and huh. I, I don't know why, but he, he one day he was just picking on me on the playground. I don't remember if my shoes were off or his shoes were off, but he pushed me or something, and I just smacked him in the face with a shoe and ran <laughs> off. <laughs> and I will forever remember that, and I just remember yelling, you hit me with a shoe, and then he went and talked to the teacher. <laughs> Yeah, I, I went to the. I have some the, crazy ones, but they're the, not uh, mine. I went to the counselor's office. <laughs> yeah, my friends were the bullies, which basically means you were a bully. I, there was this kid that I went to school with that always had a problem with me since like first grade, and uh, I went to school with him all the way up till jun- eighth grade, like junior high. Had a super problem with me. Like we had a, uh, we got into an actual fight. Like in fourth grade, he. All he could do was tackle, like, because he was a football player, and so that's how he would try and fight. It was kind of funny. But he just had a super, super thing for me, and I just had, I could never, never figured out why. And it continued on to, like, yeah. like sixth or seventh grade. It was like, what is going on? What about poems? You guys get any poems dropped off? Or? I don't remember anything like that. Did you, did you, did you do the romantic thing and leave poems for somebody? I didn't start talking to girls till high school. <laughs> gotcha. I'm Same. not a poem person, and I probably would have been like, who wrote me this freaking weird thing I don't understand? Yeah. Thought I could, I'm just curious. Um, As Matt writes his poems. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do, I do he, write poems. He actually has a stack of them. He, he photocopied might. them, and he's got a <laughs> He's your copyright. Believe it or not, I have, like, I have every poem and song i've ever written to this day and like if i were if i was writing it for somebody or something i would make a second copy whoa whoa I just have oh my gosh i archive everything like i try and keep everything that's part of i have an issue this is too good to give to the person i love <laughs> <laughs> i'll something just keep like this one it's for me there was one that got it's away but it's framed on a wall because somebody liked it that much oh my god so that was cool. So the bullies chase Ben. They they throw or he he falls down. He falls. They chase him down, and they're looking for him. And it's like obvious that there is a man. There is a small child in this like tunnel. <laughs> if you just look to your left, uh, but instead they focused on Bill and Eddie, or they focus on Bill and Eddie, and uh, we get our first little sign that Eddie's asthma may not be asthma, because Bill goes to go get his medicine oh. and he has and he's fine yeah which you can pull yourself out of an asthma attack yeah, I but think about it. you can but it is really hard like yeah. i have asthma and like it's not mm-hmm. it oh. only gets worse the older you get and still live with his mom yeah and his mom is crazy overbearing too she's weird all the parents in this this movie are well weird. it was i don't know if it was completely clear in this in the movie but in i read that like she had like she was supposed to have like Munchausen syndrome where she like convinced her because her, his dad was dead. Then she like convinced her son that he was sick and to like guilt him into taking care of her or something like that. And like and keeping so, him away so it, from everybody. She was extremely selfish. Yeah. Yeah. So it really delves into a lot of, you know, um, disorders and stuff like that. Like that's just one example. Yeah. Um, um, so, so I thought that was really cool. We get a flash forward and we meet Beverly, the adult Beverly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you pay attention, if you pay close attention, the company name is Marsh. Yeah. But her boyfriend apparently thinks he owns the place. Uh-huh. Wow. But it I is her partner. 
But uh, still. I, I took it that he, that was her partner as in like that was her like partner but not her partner. Like that was her like uh, fiance type partner not her business partner necessarily. But he's like thinks he owns a place and it's like are you fucking you, you need you, a, you need a reality check and instead I'm going to throw the space cream and just get you right in the f- like right in your face. You know, face cream. Right. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, if, if she owns the place, really, this movie just goes to show, like, if you're a nerd or a loser or you're a geek, you're gonna successful, successful <laughs> be a success in real Unless life. Unless you stay in your power. hometown, the bullies that, will no, work that for was you. part of its powers. That was part of its powers. Is it why? It would set them up to have every reason possible to not, not to come, come back. back. Ah. Because hmm. they still feared it, so they still had a link to it. Huh. But he can't he can't beat systemic racism. Sorry. Yeah, that makes not. more sense Sorry, because Pennywise. all of the people around them were like, Why? Tell me why and I was like, dude, just let them go do what they need to do for two days. Right. She's But why? And we meet uh which we meet Beverly's dad too. Ugh, he's Total. the worst. Oh, it's even worse in the book. Oh, I don't want to know. But you I do. Know. Oh, I do. But you do. I do. Uh, Beverly's dad would regularly check to see. He would. He would. He would convince. Like he would. He would talk down to her. He would. Uh, he was convinced she was a slut. <laughs> and right, prove, we got that a little bit. And to prove that she wasn't, he would check every night. And there's one part halfway through the novel where he like comes up out of the ground and does it like because it's a hallucination thing. That, oh, okay. Yeah, but it's, like, it's fucking weird. Yeah, that's nuts. But this, this was influenced by like a real story. That dad didn't just get plucked from King's imagination. Huh. There was somebody that was doing that, and the kid apparently got to child services. And the kid at the time was 15, had been going on since the kid was like six. Jeez. Yeah. That will screw you up. Fuck yeah. Um, so she runs out. She gets a poem first, right? Mm-hmm. She loves it. She loves it. And then she runs out. And uh, Ben checks on her. And it's just like, he's hiding in the bushes watching. Goes to check <laughs> on her. And she's like, get <laughs> fucked, fatty. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> it's like, holy shit. Excuse me for checking on you. I'm just going to, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to go back to the bushes. Like, <laughs> she's so like, just like, the fuck do you want? <laughs> I got no sandwiches here. Wow. <laughs> she might have a sandwich. He don't know. Uh, <laughs> just seriously. Her reaction is just, yeah. Yeah. Like, Okay. It's <laughs> just so mean. Yeah. And it's just like, I just wrote you the sweetest thing. She came straight from my heart, and you just, like, just walked all over it. And we get, uh, so we get a young Seth Green coming up next. I will tell you that if I didn't know that was Seth Green, I would ha- I would have a hard time seeing it. I see it. But His I love hair Seth Green. throws me off, period. And just. It's green? Or green? Haha, <laughs> because it's red? It's red, and. He has red hair. I've only seen always with black hair oh. or blonde hair. Really? I only really seen oh, him with red hair. I've only ever seen with red hair. I can't think of him with anything else. Did he have black hair in Scooby-Doo? Yeah. Oh. Did he have black hair in Idle Hands? Yeah. He had, yeah, he had black hair there. He had oh, blonde yeah. hair in 
uh, Austin, one of the Austin Powers films. Oh yeah, uh, he had red in one of them. Though. I feel like he dyed it blonde later. The third one, I think. No, the third one he shaves it. <laughs> well, he has red hair in Buffy. real life, so. Oh yeah. Buffy. He's bald. Yeah, we're going okay. to Buffy right now, and he has red hair through most of that. Sometimes it's brown, is what he says. Maybe in the nineties he was trying to escape Pennywise, so he dyed his hair. Maybe, maybe. He's like, you won't recognize me. He didn't want to be recognized. Uh, yeah. But it was fun, it, you know. He was uh, Richie. I love Seth Green, but Richie's lines all like that was the only part of the kids segment that I felt like maybe it didn't quite hold up. But it also plays into the character that Richie's not all that funny, but yet he still has success, which is part of the powers, and I understand that. But he's just so his lines <clears throat> are so forced. Um, I don't know. My favorite part with Richie is whenever he's like, oh, no, like, you spilled some popcorn, whoops, and just, like, throws his drink down on the bullies. Make I, it I worse, man. Make it like, worse. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like, couldn't help but You're not brave. That. You're dumb. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> God. That kid's going <laughs> to straight up murder you guys. Yeah, yeah. Now you are, defi- <laughs> you are definitely dead. Um, which... Before we get to the theater, we get Bev in the bathroom, and there are the voices coming out of the sink, right? Who was that supposed like that to be? Scene. It was all the kids that had gone missing. Yeah, but why would that matter to her? I don't, I don't know, but like, literally, there's a line I never it's noticed. It's all it. the dead kids. Yeah, there's there's a line that I never noticed before, and it's like, "Where are all the dead kids?" <laughs> like, "Where are all the dead kids?" And it doesn't even sound like that one line. Help us! I didn't even notice that. All, okay, so all the other lines sound like kids, but that one line, I feels like somebody was like, we need to explain what the fuck this is. Like, George, I want you to go in there and do your best kid impression. <laughs> We're all the dead kids. We're all the dead kids. I thought I didn't notice that because the whole time I thought it was just one kid. And no, there's the like voice, three or four. I, I The voice like barely changed, it seemed. Because yeah. children all sound the same. Because uh, they're all <laughs> one. They're all whiny. They're not <laughs> real. Children aren't real. Uh, you, you're just birthed <laughs> as an adult. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> the Matrix. <laughs> so we, yeah, so we get that, and we see all the blood, uh, which that's another way they got around the dripping blood. Like, okay, like turn around, and we're just gonna throw it everywhere. Right. That they. Everywhere. Yeah, I just don't get that. That they can splat it everywhere, which is almost mm-hmm. more like scarier to me. It was scary to me watching it as a kid than like. You know, if someone's dripping blood, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I don't understand the whole dripping blood versus, like, putting blood look everywhere, making it look Literally like Literally exploding murdered. it. Yeah. That doesn't make yeah, sense. Yeah, like, that's... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Standards strange. and practices were an interesting thing. Still ABC, are. you're weird. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, now we get to the movie... Actually, get to the movie theater. And from watching this, you couldn't really tell, is this a movie theater or is it just a really fancy daycare? Because the kids God. are climbing over no, shit. No, thank you. No, I, we would murder everybody in that theater. We'd be They're like, <laughs> literally, the on the bottom, there's kids throwing popcorn in front of them, <laughs> beating <laughs> yeah. people in front of them <laughs> with popcorn. I'd be like, I'm, I'm just going to drown you in that popcorn. Like, like, I hope it was good. Non-stop screaming. Yeah. I would... I, I would have walked in and walked out. I wouldn't even watch stayed I mean I don't watch trailers, but I wouldn't have waited for the trailers. Uh, so apparently that film, uh, which I have a fun fact about, right? Because uh, I wanted to know. So, I was a teenage werewolf is a, in fact a real film. Mm-hmm. However, it has copyright issues with music, so it's never been released on any format beyond VHS. 
Oh. Oh. Well, I'll say that werewolf that gets Richie is pretty good looking. The werewolf that gets Richie is a hundred times <laughs> creepier than the thing they are watching in the movie theater. Yeah, yeah it was so it was, it was good. cool. Yeah. Um, so, okay. After they get out, right, they're walking, and Bev, uh, Bev kisses like everybody. And she's like, we all had a date. It's not just Richie and I's date. It's all of us date. And Kendall was like, in this point, she's like, sigh, like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> it gets weirder. It yeah. gets weirder. And Judging Kendall? Are you slut shaming? I was like, <laughs> is she going to fuck all of them or what? <laughs> I was confused. So, it, but it gets Apparently. Weirder. We'll get there. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> just, just wait. Kyle. Hold on. <laughs> just wait. Uh, yeah, so that happens, and we see the next day at school, and Eddie is going to go take a shower. Mm-hmm. Now, here's a question. Were showers in school, because this is all about adolescence, like we have, to, we have to go into everybody's past here a little bit, were showers in school a thing for you guys? No. And did they freak you no. out, or the possibility of them freak you out? Uh, no, not freak you so. out, besides just being naked around other people. Well, did that freak you right, out? Right, like we had a change in a locker room, and that was in yeah, like sixth grade. That was awkward. Yeah, as women, you get over that but pretty not quick. Not showering, because yeah. all oh, our you parts know what? are pretty much. I the did same. have to change in a locker room uh, in the seventh grade for gym because yeah. I didn't do gym any other year except for seventh grade same. after elementary so school, cute. of course. Uh, and it did kind of weird me out at first when I thought about it. I'm like, stress you out? I like to, I have to be like down to my bears. In Down front of all these other guys, <laughs> these are the guys who actually have you know muscle mass, right? As I'm just this scrawny little Air. twig. That was, that was yeah, that was intimidating. He was much scrawnier then too. Poor babe. Hmm. I felt he's fine. grown. He's grown <laughs> to a wonderful tree. It's really <laughs> easy to change in the front of peaks. other women. <laughs> the evolution. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, there were showers in my my school. Mm. Um, and did not, did not, did not ever take one. Like, would lie, would be like, oh man, like I go get your hair wet in the sink, and then uh, I, 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 you know what? Like it was sometimes that. Sometimes it was like I would wait for the coach to go back into his office, and I would literally just skip class, like just leave, hmm. because I was I I have a hard time period using somebody else's bathroom and public bathrooms don't even talk like severe anxiety um but showers with what other human so showers that i don't you males but showers with other people that i don't know i'm just kind of a germ person like i'm a germ freak like it's just like ugh. i don't want to touch I don't, I don't i don't know who else is set on that stool or something a lot of people gotcha. i mean That's i might have spit on, on it earlier um i start licking it <laughs> or putting your bare feet on. Or you'd be like before. Richie and hugging it, hugging oh. the toilet. Oh yeah, poor guy. So yeah, uh, that was. I always thought uh, that always stressed me out as a kid. <laughs> oh my so, goodness. Uh, so it's fun to see that in this because it brings me back to that. But this scene actually is not in the novel. Uh, there's a much more gruesome <laughs> scene dealing with Eddie, and I don't. Re- I don't really recall it, but. Um, yeah, there's the, this scene specifically. It makes me confused about his powers. Like, is this all just in their mind, or is he actually manipulating the floor and the shower heads, making them have 
10 foot long poles. So my, I took it as it's real. It's in your mind. That's how I always understood it, but it's incredibly real for them. You know, mm-hmm. he has, so he has the power to so manipulate things like that. And he can have the power to manipulate like people around to make them not come around. Um, just like he's a shapeshifter mm-hmm. and he can manipulate, uh, he can mani- manipulate a lot of things. Cause as we'll he learn, is he a is a shapeshifter. He's a shapeshifter, and he's a, he's a cosmic being, technically. So, the spider at the end that we see, because this is one of my questions, few questions, the spider that we see at the end turns into Pennywise the clown? Yes. And goes from place to place? Yes. Okay, interesting. That was my question, because I thought the I whole time... I would assume that it uses its mind to do all that stuff. By the end, yeah, I thought he was just projecting Pennywise into their brains and so they were seeing him but he was still crawling around in the spider hole no okay that makes more sense no he's a shapeshifter um there's a lot there's a lot of cool stuff that they cut out from this that it seems to be is in the new I watched one trailer and I was like that's good enough mm-hmm. uh that's in the new the new take like the werewolf bit is so much more and there's a like we get a taste of kind of the mummy right whenever Stan sees him, uh, but there was a vampire thing. There was a Frankenstein's monster kind you, of thing. Is that supposedly going to be implemented into this? I know, I know for sure because that is. I mean, those are big names still, mm-hmm. but it is pretty separated from when it was original to this new generation Z, right? Who are probably not old enough to see the movie yet, but. Even millennials, mm-hmm. they don't necessarily know the monsters. Yeah, know all yeah. of them. Uh, I mean, it looks that way. From what I've seen, it looks that way. Okay. So, but I've only seen one trailer. Uh, so we go a little bit further, and uh, like Pennywise is obviously there, like talking to Eddie, Wheezy calls him Wheezy. I always thought that was funny. He his deal is, <laughs> is that he gets inside your head, and he's able to figure out everybody's individual fears. That's why, whenever Richie sees him, he is the werewolf. Uh, whenever mm-hmm. Bill deals w- deals with him, it's always Georgie. With Bev, it's her dad. Mm-hmm. But I never could figure out what exactly Eddie's deal was, at least in the movie. Uh, is it like severe anxiety? You know what I mean? Because in the book, it's, it's his mom. Yeah, because in this, it seemed like the only reason he wasn't going to take a shower was because his mom told him not to. Yeah. So... Just uh, I don't know. I could never lock down exactly what Eddie's fear was per se. But that's showerheads, I guess. Yeah, showerheads, <laughs> showerheads, anxiety. But I like the stop motion animation. Mm-hmm. It looked good. Still look good today. Look good because they limit it. Yeah, they do limit it. And we see adult Richie. And I will say that adult Richie, out of everybody we've seen, right? Like, so we see Bill, and he goes in after like uh, the phone call, and he's like, Georgie. Like, and then cut back. Um, Bev isn't necessarily shaken up all that much. She's more stressed over her boyfriend issue with her boyfriend. Right. Until um, she gets in the cab. Now, Ben, uh, Ben is like, he has that lady that's, uh, are you going to kill yourself? Like, like just who fucking asks that, period. Yeah, and when you, you said she has the best line and then she said that, I was like, Wait, is John Ritter the one that kills himself? <laughs> no. <laughs> you gonna but, kill yourself? But it's just like so like what the fuck, lady? 
Um, he just said that he wasn't all right. Calm down. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, but maybe it'd be better if I did. But he doesn't seem... He seems a little phased. He seems upset. You know what yeah. I mean? But the only, only adult that seems shaken and, like, genuinely scared is Richie. He is just, like... You can see in his eyes. Yeah. And he's just like, you figure it out. Like, I don't fucking know. Even Eddie. Like, Eddie doesn't and seem... And Kendall old. asked this question to I me already. I was very confused by that because... Richie, as a kid, didn't seem that afraid. I mean, he was afraid of it, but he was like, yeah, let's take care of it. Let's go do this together. Right. And as an adult, he's like, big old pussy? Nope, well, There's out. that line yeah. that it was all an act <laughs> as a kid. Like, he just put on that front. Cause oh, I missed that. Because my, my, my answer was that he has the most to lose. He, well, he put it... He, he oh, made everything... When he was young, yeah. he made everything a joke, so he didn't take anything seriously. He still okay. makes everything a joke. Still does, but... Um, you, I mean, you see it like he comes later on in part two. We'll talk about it, but you see it in part two. Um, so, okay. So all the kids, uh, obviously like they're down playing around and we get officer nail nail. Yeah. I think that's how, what his name was, but he just like transported in from Scotland, uh, uh, to sort of chastise the kids, but sort of not like, yeah, at first I'm like, oh man. And then he was cool. And I was like, oh, cool. He's kind of like, look, you need to be safe. You don't need to be down here. But if you're going to be down here, stay by yourself. It's like, I can't tell you to get the fuck out, but get the fuck out, but be safe about it. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It's just kind of weird. He's just, and he's so, he was just, he was just exposition. He was exposition together. But I mean, like. And his accent is just like, where did we, where did we <laughs> hire the English Bobby? Like, <laughs> what is going on here? Finally, we get to Mike, and right about this time, Kendall was like, "Isn't there like a? Aren't we missing one?" Yeah. And yeah. then we get introduced to young Mike, um, who's already at this point connecting the dots. Like, there's something weird in this town. Talking about the miners and all that, and the teacher doesn't want him to talk about it blows it off like don't know what you're talking about kids whatever <laughs> you're morbid shut the hell up um, <laughs> well i think what she was talking Maybe. about when she said well, aren't we missing something she was talking about staying as an adult oh okay I well think- i they hadn't introduced him so i was like that's not all the kids someone's yeah. not been introduced right because it seemed like but then i was like well maybe he dies as a kid also and that's what sparks them to kill it or again even though it already killed Georgie. Yeah, no, I had I, I had remembered him dying. So once right. we got to the last person, I'm like, oh, this is him. Yeah. Um, it probably would have made a stronger story if the kid had died also as a kid instead of an adult. But it just made it really sad that he just killed himself. Belch. I don't really care about Belch. <laughs> <laughs> did you guys care about? Did you guys care about all the kids? All of them. Was I there any kid you didn't care about? I, I mean, didn't care about that Stan. Uh, Stan just doesn't get much about of a Stanley. story until the end. Yeah, yeah. And he so had very you few lines. Him. After he's dead, it, then you finally get to know more about him. Which by then you're like, oh, well, I don't care because he's dead. Stan had more of a story yeah. in the novel, but they were, they had to try. Okay, I don't understand this, but they had to. Tra- he doesn't understand this. <laughs> I don't stand this. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I have good, some good respect job. for good the job. dead. God, I'm funny. <laughs> <laughs> so they were they had to be careful. They couldn't do too much with uh, the Jewish community. There was something about that. 
like they were afraid of stepping yeah. on toes. So they had to cut Stan's story back, right? I don't understand. But that's but they'd rather so they so they'd use rather, the n-word yeah so that's where <laughs> i'm going they would rather cut that they back can't make fun of jewish people yeah they, they can't do anything bad to the jewish people man we can use racial slurs like you wouldn't believe and we get network primetime tv <laughs> what does jewish people have to do with this stan was jewish stan was why jewish. would we know that because richie says it like three or four times never heard that yeah oh maybe i do remember yeah. saying something about he's a jew so he says oi Something like that. Yeah, he's Jewish. Yeah. So he says, "Oi!" But um, that's about as racist as it gets. <laughs> but they, 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 they didn't even need to put that in there. That could no. have been anything. Yeah. But there was a lot more of like Stan's, Stan's home life and kind of what his fear was and whatnot. And then, oh well, they, but here they cut it back. So we see Mike. Mike's about to get beat up, and one of the adults actually does say something to the surprise of everybody, and starts the chase. Right? Mm-hmm. Starts the chase, and. This is all very different, but uh, starts to chase, gets over the fence, and it's the Losers Club, which they were never called Lucky Seven. That's all that they just didn't want to call themselves the Losers, or the ABC didn't want to use the term Losers Club every time. Um, but really, that's all they were ever called. Hmm. I like so it. they they take out Henry Bowers and his gang with rocks. And Henry, a big rock too. I was like, one of these kids is gonna die. die. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, he in a coma. I, I love it whenever, uh, whenever Henry gets hit, and he's like, you're gonna get a surprise. You're gonna get such a surprise. It's like, did I win? Like, what? <laughs> I hit him. I won. I won. <laughs> but they mention in passing uh, about a dog. Uh, there's a really quick line about a dog that they chased the other day. They chased down in the sewers or something. Yeah. Okay. They probably killed that dog. Well, in the novel, actually, at this part in the story, they never, they found the losers, right? Mm-hmm. They didn't chase Mike there, but they found the losers and they tell Mike, we just murdered your dog. Like, we killed your dog. Yeah, they killed Mike's dog. And I, I think one of them pulls it out, like he's got it in a jacket or something Ugh. and Ugh. throws it at These him. kids are fuckers. Fuck. Yeah. Um, Why even read I'm the book kinda, now? Yeah, I'm kind of glad that was left out. I, I'm just so curious what all is going to be. There's a, there's a whole other side story that's in the new movie that I'm not going to tell you about that was completely good. cut from this. Mm. Um, but it's there. It's good. It's creepy. Um, we'll talk about it on the next one. But uh, so yeah, so that was that was actually what in the book what started that fight. But it's. I thought it was interesting to throw in a throw in a little mention of it, and just his line is such a surprise. Like you're gonna get such a surprise. It was kind of comical, but I liked seeing the losers stand up to him and beat them. Like mm-hmm. it showed that together they are a force. They are something. Yeah, gave them all faith. Um, really, the surprise came in the next scene, which is when you realize that Stan has turned into a sex maniac. Did you did you catch that line? <laughs> I thought that was I laughed. I was like, no, that's a surprise. So, okay. Oh, I didn't catch that. Here is something. We we get to the point where they're all trying to figure out how they're going to kill it, mm-hmm. right? And Kendall didn't understand this. She's like, I don't understand why fucking silver, right? Why is randomly why, like silver kills it? Silver kills how it. How do be- you know that? Because they fear it and they are connected to it. So therefore, if they believe whatever they believe. So anything can kill it. Pretty much. 
just like their fear can be used against them, against them, their beliefs can be used. But they against don't understand it. this. They don't. Yeah, I took it as just they just seen a werewolf movie, so they're like Silver. Yeah, Silver kills werewolves. He's a monster. Right, and since Richie saw him as so a werewolf, so a machine it made gun sense. would have worked fine. See, when <laughs> when when they started introducing this, I thought that That's meant they're gonna try to fear werewolf <laughs> he turns into werewolf then they shoot him and he dies as a werewolf oh okay i thought that would have been that, is, that, really, that's that is a really cool, interesting twist cool cool idea but yeah they didn't do that hmm. um because you would have yeah, taken so on its weaknesses something... yeah but that what you're just saying that seems like it'd be really hard to convey com- convey in a movie yeah it's uh and it's not, I want to say in the novel, it's not till they realize, when they're older, that they realize actually why Silver even got it in the first place. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the reason why they take the Silver down there uh, to fight it and things like that. Um, that's why there's no machine gun. Damn. So, uh, so but just like it, their beliefs works work against it, if they don't fear it, it doesn't, it, it. has a much harder time killing them and getting to them Mm -hmm. so right before we enter the inhaler comes one of the most controversial scenes the uh where they all share beverly they run a train on beverly what in the novel instead of passing around the inhaler yeah they pass around they pass around beverly they all have sex and a gangbang wow uh, really? Here, swear I'll, to God, I'll, I'll read it's it. like it's like seven pages long. Go well, ahead, I'll Kyle. find out this week. I read this on Wikipedia. It says after the battle, so this is after they destroy Pennywise. It says after the battle, the losers get lost in the sewers until Beverly has sex with all the boys to bring unity back to the group. That's and I just read that. I was like, that's really what? weird. Aren't they like twelve? <laughs> <laughs> They are. They are like twelve, and in the novel, they are also. They are all young, younger. I don't believe some are younger than some are like eight, some are like twelve, some are like fifteen. Um, Beverly like, falls. I'm starting in the to middle. think Beverly's dad wasn't such a bad guy because he's <laughs> his daughter wasn't. You know, <laughs> he wasn't too far off. Trollop. But that's yeah, the thing, right? Like so like, rightfully suspicious. How is she supposed yeah. to go home? <laughs> so it's, how do you? Isn't even... he gonna check? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's gonna she... beat the shit out of her. <laughs> <laughs> pretty, pretty much. She's gonna, go, she's gonna get murdered. And then she got murdered that He's that gonna night. find the Lincoln Tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that is not what we meant. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> did you run into a train? <laughs> I fell. <laughs> Have you seen my keys? <laughs> oh, they're right here. <laughs> oh man! Can you put this in there? <laughs> Secret compartment. She You're like Batman with the utility belt. <laughs> oh shit! She so. actually hid the silver in there that whole like thirty years. Gotcha. Just rustled out. Oh wow! <laughs> oh, Great kegel balls. But I mean, we see as an adult, anyway, she has. So like, I'm glad they cut that out because yeah, wow. Yeah. No, and it, I'm sure that. Here's what I think in the new movie, and like this may or may not be a spoiler. This is a speculation, but there was there's a scene in the trailer with them all swimming, mm-hmm. and I think that might be their kind yeah. of unity thing. Is like they all go swimming, skinny dipping or something together. Maybe I don't know, or they strip down to their underwear and go swimming. But they do something. Yeah, they lose. They feel like their connection has wavered, and they connect back again. And that's how in the novel. It's I know weird. what'll connect us. I will tell well, you our that our penises to your vagina. <laughs> I, I will tell you that. In, <laughs> 
if that I think if in 19 I think if if today Stephen King published it that people would go after him with pitchforks. Oh yeah. <laughs> because yeah. in 1986 this this I mean this was a number one New York's bestseller. Like mm-hmm. this sold like hotcakes and people didn't even make a fuss of it. But 12-year-olds do have sex. They do have sex. But like mm-hmm. I'm just saying like if you if somebody did that today the fbi would be at their doorstep like Wait, we need us we need to get all your uh your your uh, electronic electronic devices and uh um, we're taking your hard drive yeah now here's here's a few interesting questions um we get down and we see it we see these lights yeah did you have any idea what the lights were i thought it was an alien okay so that's why i was so disappointed because well, I was of. like, it's a, an alien. Okay, it came down here for something. I don't know. And that made sense for me for the, like the mind-to-mind thing. Because mm-hmm. aliens, I don't know. My brain goes straight to aliens. Um, I thought it was just the spirit of it. Kind of like him in his true form, which would just be like a light, a glowing light. That's what I was expecting. Okay. But uh, I just now remembered. I do remember that. I can vividly remember seeing that originally when I watched it on TV with my sister. Yeah. Uh, Belch yeah. getting pulled into that pipe is fucking creepy. Oh, yeah, yeah, it messes it's with me. Still weird. I don't like seeing people bend that way. No, no. <laughs> it's not cool. E, um, e. You don't. Yeah. Did you guys? So that. that yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> Kyle, did you have any thoughts of what was under what those those lights were? No, I just. Yeah, I thought it was kind of a. Uh, well, we have to make his death look cool, so. You know, and we have a little budget, so let's uh, make lights come. I don't know. Yeah. So that's that was my thinking at the time. Was yeah, they were just like, oh, let's do this. You know. Right. What there a- wasn't really any meaning to it. Gotcha. What about whenever? Uh, no, I don't know. What about whenever the kids are all like, they see it coming, and it's the it's Floats the lights. Like, what did you guys think of those? What do you think Aliens. those were? Aliens. I, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I, I don't didn't know. really understand. Yeah. I'm just curious because, like, I wonder what the people back in 1990 thought. Like, what the fuck is that? They like, were probably thinking alien. It does look probably. like a flying saucer or something. Kind like, of floating yeah. over. I you. just thought it was a glowing alien being. Yeah. Mm. Like it was here by itself, like killer clowns from outer space. So okay, so then it actually takes shape, comes out at them, uh, first appearing like holding Richie's hand because he's obviously the, he's kind of the most shaken by everything. Mm-hmm. What did you guys think of the showdown between the kids and it? I liked it. I thought I it was it gonna die. Did you guys? I mean, did you think that was it? For I mean, I knew there was more, well, but yeah, I was like, "Oh, it. clearly that thing's dead." Like that was the mini boss, right? I, I I just figured they're coming back to kill it, so it's obviously not dead. No, but it should be dead, is what I, I'm saying. I enjoyed the fight. Uh, I thought I still think like this is battery acid, <gasps> you slime. That is so cool, yeah, and it cool. works. Mm-hmm. It also goes back to like if they believe. It can be used against it. Um, oh yeah, I didn't think about it. Because I mean, that's I liked not it battery more than acid. The final fight. No, but he's just but saying it like that it. guy said it tastes like battery acid. Yeah, but it melts. It yeah. melts. His and face. then I was like, oh, it's water. Water makes it melt. It's a placebo. <laughs> didn't make sense. No, didn't make sense. Uh, Which is weird because he's in the sewer. Like, but he's so. in the sewer, so yeah, I'm confused yeah. now. I just need something solid. So I guess, Wait. yeah, it's just that projecting, they project weaknesses on him and the weaknesses work. Yep. Okay. So, yeah, I hadn't really, I didn't really understand that before. So that's interesting. And we get, we get Bev, you know, number one shot, 
cracks his skull open and the light comes out. Mm-hmm. That like was that. pretty. That was pretty cool. Yep, I like. And that it. was a fun effect still to this day. And obviously, it goes it goes straight down the drain, and then it's uh, 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 like it sounds like it's dying. And I think it's killed it. And, and then we, you see it's alien claw. Yeah, we. What did you guys think of that? Alien. I liked it. It's cool. Was it shocking? Was it weird? I will say I wasn't it confirmed it. my <laughs> alien belief, but then I was wrong. I always thought it was weird because it went from five fingers that you can see clearly look look alienish to tentacle. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It doesn't work. It's just weird. Um, and then we get Bill's speech, which let me let me jump back. Like Bill has this moment, and it's one of the greatest moments in the entire film, where he's like, "Help me kill it." Uh-huh. Like, I need all of you. And that is such a mood. Still to this day, like, that is a gripping moment. Mm -hmm. You didn't care for it. I loved it. It made me uncomfortable. I was like, why is he crying? Who is he talking to? His brother died. Forever ago. Oh, my God. (laughs) Forever ago. Do you understand? He's been fine this whole time till right now. And then all of a sudden, he's really upset about it. And not facing the people he's talking to. So I wasn't sure who he was talking to. I thought maybe he was losing his mind. Talking to the trees. Help me. And I was like, is he talking to it? Who is he talking to? I know. I like that. I liked that a lot. Um, me too. Kyle too. Kyle's not Speaking here. for <laughs> Kyle. Because I know he liked that scene because the only person who couldn't like that scene is somebody I like definitely Kendall. did. That's correct. And I like the scene whenever they get out. One like, of the more touching back. scenes. Like, promise me you'll come back. Mm-hmm. And I, I like that scene. And they um, did. They did. Well, they did. Stan. Uh, except Stan, because then we jump back to the forward, uh, the future, and he slits his wrist. Mm-hmm. He's probably in there for all of maybe half an hour. He screws, scrolls it on the wall with his wrist, and he dies. Yeah, I don't know why what he a did that. Terrible it takes way a to lot longer to bleed out. Just he went real deep. I don't know, man. Doesn't it bleed out faster in the water though? It still takes three hours. Okay. His wrist wasn't Man, in the water. Why are you looking this shit up? <laughs> Out of all the ways to kill yourself, why would you choose that way? That's just... Well, we don't know how long terrible. he was in there. I mean, Maybe she you, came if to, you do that, you pass I out I guess she came to bring him a beer. Yeah, I mean, and, and she's like, she gets her 90s sexy talk out. She's like, I'm going to wash your back. Yeah. <laughs> and your chest. <laughs> but that's it. <laughs> and then we'll go to bed. <laughs> the standards and practices said I can't say anything else, but you get the idea. <laughs> She also talks like this. <laughs> I'm coming in there. And then she does, ah, like she makes the ugliest face. The ugliest. Ugliest face. Screaming face. Oh, my God. Why wouldn't you just like go numb? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Ugliest face. Actually, um, that's not true because Laura Palmer's mom made the ugliest face when she screamed when she found out her daughter Oh, was yeah, dead. that is. But still, in this film, this is the ugliest. She, this, is, this rivals that. Yeah, I want to jump backwards for a minute. We didn't talk about Ben seeing his father. Right, so like obviously his fear is kind of like mm-hmm. is being abandoned. Yeah, but that skeleton when it that not gory skeleton when it popped out like, Kendall like jumped. And I skip. wasn't <laughs> looking at the screen. She I wasn't was looking like, at the screen, but she jumped. And when she jumped, it made something. me jump. And I just, it like, it freaked me out because I wasn't looking. So I was like, I think it got me too when the hand comes out. Yeah, this is so right now with Stan dying and writing it, this is the end of part one. Mm-hmm. And the mini, this is where the miniseries breaks for the night. And before we jump into part two, I need to 
I need I need to run to your bathroom real quick. Oh, okay. Uh oh. But it's a public bathroom. It's he, not so public. He won't touch the toilet. <laughs> Don't worry. He'll hover. <laughs> but holding it for like ever. <laughs> All right. So, part two. Them forgetting. Like we've we've seen we've. Mm. They are all asked, like, do you remember? And they remember the promise or whatever, but then they come back and um, they don't remember everything. Like, their bits and pieces are coming back. That's also part of its powers. It's fogging and cl- mm-hmm. clouding up their minds. So they never come back? Pretty much. Makes sense. A little bit of trivia. I've got a couple bits here. Deleted scenes. So the opening of part two is actually different. Uh, Bill, you see Bill coming to Derry and visiting with a hotel desk clerk who, like, tells him, uh, like, she's a fan of his and stuff like that. She know that's how hmm. she knows to have like the book and then Richie's vinyl album there, like, waiting. Uh, which his book is called The Glowing, no, like The Shining. Mm-hmm. And then we get another one of Bill driving through Derry in a cab to the cemetery, sightseeing along the way. And Stan's wife, her scream is a lot longer and morphs into like a Pennywise laugh. Hmm. All that happens right at the top of part two. So I thought this was a fitting place to throw it in. Everybody starts coming back. And I will tell you that Mike, my favorite reunion is Mike and Bill and that bike. Mm -hmm. It is adorable. It is fun. It's something different. Like it's the last thing I think I would expect to see. Weird. It's cheesy. Really? It's so cheesy. I hated I that part. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle's with me. I, I like, was like, this is uncomfortable. I loved it because, and I, I like that cheesy stuff in there. Um, until he pulled out the the cards, that just felt way, way too, too cheesy. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, bicycle too, the yeah. best kind. <laughs> yeah, it was a little <laughs> much, but it was fun. He has uh, Bill gets that crazy grin on his face. <laughs> it's like, which. Bill, right. what do you guys think about his haircut? His his choices. Kendall hated it. His man ponytail. <laughs> That's all I heard through the movie. It was like, cut your fucking hair. <laughs> Freaking wish I do it. Mind, I have I mean, it may wonder if like maybe Stephen King had a ponytail at the time or something. No, I don't. I don't know. He I don't know he what he looks like. Uh, He's never school. had long hair that I that I know of. No. So it reminded me of when we were in high school and there were those like. Socially awkward metal kids with oh. ponytails, <laughs> but they're also kind of yeah. balding. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, was balding. I was like, is she talking about me? <laughs> no, no. Yeah, even. that scene and then the dinner scene at the at the Chinese restaurant where it's just like happy and fun music playing. I was like, both of those scenes were just like, this is so odd. Uh-huh. Like I get their, yeah, their reunion scenes, but it was just so like. Yeah. Is, I don't know. Like I guess because I watched the part one on and part two back to back. And then it goes right into, it's okay to smile or whatever. Yeah, I, I, got, I got some interesting stuff about the dinner scene. But before the dinner scene, Bev and that creepy old lady, the tea Ooh. time lady. Oh, yeah. That, when I was a kid, that always freaked me out. Like, that was always a little much. Like, that was my experience. You know, we talked about everybody else's experience. I didn't ever tell you about mine. Uh, oh, yeah. I saw it. Summer between sixth and seventh grade, Blockbuster used to a thing where you could rent, uh, you could rent like ten movies, ten dollars, right? And so I was like, I'm gonna rent all the longest movies I can find, and it was a VHS two, like there were two VHSs to make up, like it. Titanic. Yeah, and uh, 
So I went through the horror section and sci-fi section and picked all like the two tape films or whatever, like V or yeah, V was in there and it and a few other things. And I remember watching, I remember watching this with my friend Kenny and we were like, so, so fucking tired, so tired. Like we were like, we've been watching movies all day, but this, like this actually, like we were starting, we were debating turning the TV off when we got to part two, but this lady, I remember sucking us both back in because it's fucking creepy, mm-hmm. really creepy. And the blood and the tea. And like, if you watch her, she looks fine. And then she slowly starts morphing down a little bit. She looks a little worn. And then her teeth go. And then she morphs into Norman Bates. I mean, Bev's dad. The tall wearing man. A, wearing yeah. a terrible wig. <laughs> yeah. I'm worried about you, Bevy. I never noticed he didn't have any eyes. Yeah. That was creepy. Yeah. He looked very creepy. Very, so very was that was that lady real? No, it was and then all. She was just seeing Pennywise. Like that, that whole lady was fake, and she was. Yeah, all the house fake. was that boarded was Pennywise up. the whole time. Yeah, the house was actually boarded up. Uh, so I okay. question what the okay. fuck she was even doing. Like, did she just walk yeah, into the house? Yeah, did she walk in or did she in? not? Yeah, she's probably just standing. Well, the there. door was boarded up. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I don't know. He has powers to manipulate destroy yeah. this uh, yeah, drain. I mean, he does. He does. But I just wonder, like. If it was in her head, right? Mm-hmm. Did like people just walk by? Like, why is that lady just standing on that porch, <laughs> staring into the corner, lifting up a fake teacup? <laughs> yeah, like, what is she doing over there? No, they're ignoring her. Yeah, they don't notice. Um, and then we see, uh, we see uh, Audra and her boss, who apparently has a thing for her. He was a creep. And then he threatens to crucify her. Ew. She, he's like, if you go, he's like, I will crucify you. Like, it's like, okay, like. Whoa, dude. Just whoa. Violence against women. Yeah, what was he? Our agent? Uh, he was the he was the he was the producer. Really? Yeah, on the oh, Cuz he literally tells her I cannot replace you. What kind of producer says that? I guess a 90s producer. I guess a 90s one. Not one today. Or a director? <laughs> yeah, or a director. Um So then then we get to the dinner scene and we get to everybody showing back up, you know, Eddie and Eddie and Ben first arrive um, after Bill and Mike. And then we see Bev. Or no, then we see Eddie show up. Yeah, we, sh- we see Eddie. And Eddie freaks out, of course. Mm-hmm. Or not Eddie, Richie. Getting everything. Yeah, it's Richie. Richie freaks out. This is where you see, like, it's still deep, how scared he really is. And he freaks, like, looks like he's going to freak out. It does freak out and comes back and then puts on the act of, like, ha-ha, it's all a joke. Who cares? And he slaps himself in the... Right now and slaps himself. He gets and himself I watched, ready in the yeah. bathroom. No. I watched a little bit of the uh, commentary uh-huh. for part two. Like I didn't watch the whole thing. I watched like 15 minutes of it uh, today. And uh, the it was the cast doing the commentary and the director, I think. And he said that in the book, uh, Richie develops a coke problem, like you know, while he's yes. in show business. And so he tried to, even though that's not mentioned or anything like that. I'm not sure if they cut it out of the movie or if they. They didn't want it on screen, but he said that he tried, he played it as if he was either recovering or having some kind of withdrawals or something hmm. like that during yeah. it. And so, uh, so, and then watching as he's saying that, I'm watching. I'm like, oh yeah, I totally see that. Yeah, no, so, it uh, especially in that part, it got t- it got taken out. Like that was part. Of, whenever there was the three, uh, it was still going to be three nights. Mm-hmm. That that was still part of it. There was still, there was still some very mm. questionable things in there with Bev's dad. Uh, that got cut too. So, um, the dinner scene, right? 
we're watching the dinner scene and I don't know about you guys, but like I started to get dizzy because the camera keeps panning around the entire table and doesn't focus yeah, like on around. anybody. Like, hmm. And then as things get serious, it starts to focus. And the entire, so the entire dinner scene, right? Um, the fortune cookies, those were all real reactions. Cass was not told that was going to happen. And all the reactions you see were take one. Like, That's great. Oh, wow. Yeah. I did not like the baby bird. No, the baby bird, bird is really unsettling. Yeah. I, I don't like that. Everything which else one, is Yeah, fine. which of those was the which of those was the scariest? The baby bird for you guys? Well, None scary, of them were scary. Gross. Yeah, they were just gross. I think yeah. the the only one that could have been remotely scary would probably be the eyeball because that'd just be fucking weird. I would think. I was the, impressed by the, the eyeball claw coming out because uh, then it can actually get to me. Well, the claw <laughs> yeah. looked like a wind up yeah. toy. Like it was like <laughs> like all I could think of I was mean, like the one that I mean the one that to your mouth the one that Bill had. Where it was like it was like a oh. like a spider leg or yeah, something. Yeah, it was like yeah. a spider he closed, leg. He closed. Yeah. He got rid of it before it came out. Yeah, yeah that one. That one. No, no. Yeah. I ain't about that. I thought Eddie's was the dumbest. It was just a a real cockroach. So I found myself a lot more. I don't know why, but I was more sucked in a little bit to probably because I'm so familiar I, uh, with the with the first part. But like the adult part, I was more sucked in, uh, and I was more more attentive to all the things they were talking about probably because we're a little older now, so they apply more. But they talk about how Stan was the last one to see it that mm-hmm. summer. And that is that is creepy. Like, I don't know. Like, that was... I always thought it was weird, right? I always thought it was weird, but I never... On a shitty VHS, you never quite know what you're looking at sometimes. Uh, but I was like, oh, like, that's that's meant to be like the mummy, right? Oh, okay, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I didn't get it. I mm. was like, so it's it, but it's dead. It creeps it's me Pennywise, out the most. Dead Pennywise of all his, probably yeah. Yeah, of all his iterations, I agree. That was the most. It was but also, uh, mostly also, just because he was trapped and he couldn't get yeah, away. Yeah, there's it. the backed into a corner thing, like with that. That's stressful, and there's also just the classic haunted house look. Right, which I'm gonna assume that that is probably one of the scenes they shot to be inserted into part two for the new, the new it. Because I don't believe after they kill it that you're going to see it resurface. That wouldn't make sense as a movie. Gotcha. That's just my thought, though. I don't know. So they're all in the library. They're hanging out. And they open the fridge. And they find Stan. Yeah. Who's coming. And he's a dick. He Not only is he a dick, he's a severed head. That's not how he died. Severed heads are okay. Standards and practices. Oh, I didn't think about that. Right? Like, that's... Uh, I don't know. It, it felt kind of hammy. It felt so, very hammy. Like, I mean, that it literally felt like something yeah. from, like, Tales from the Crypt. Yeah, yeah, I know. But, I mean, this is also ABC. You gotta remember, not HBO. ABC. ABC. It's like 268, yeah. yeah. Of, of Twin Peaks fame. Yeah. And I have to remember that, like, while I was... I was saying the other, the other montage... Or the, you know, reunion scenes were cheesy and stuff like that. I have to remember that people were watching this on separate nights, so this beginning stuff almost plays as, like, the first act of mm-hmm. it, you know, where I watched the two parts back-to-back, and so it seems like we're, like, we're over halfway through the movie. Why are we having these goofy scenes? But then I guess they were intending it to be split into, like, you know, for the second watching experience, and so they were thinking, like, we need to, like, kind of stay lighthearted and then get more serious, you know, as we get along, and so maybe the severed head scene was meant to be, like, a first act funny yeah. scene, and then... Uh, and then move into the 
harsher stuff. Right. Um, Kyle, you watched this on DVD, right? Uh, yes. Was it all one part, or did it have it split up? No, I flipped the disc over to watch the second part. Okay, that's what I thought. I wasn't, which I wasn't was sure. weird. It's old technology. I used to have that DVD. Mm-hmm. The Blu-ray just yeah. plays it all as one big long thing. There's no break. So like curious. it didn't even stop. Yeah, it didn't even stop. Oh, we sat there for. Yeah, I didn't know which was which part Three, yeah. where the parts ended and began. Yeah, I can't remember exactly when it cuts off. It cuts off whenever Stan dies, and you see it. And it, yeah, that's when you see it, earlier. and his wife is like screaming. And that's the ending. Yeah, that's the end of the first one. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, I can't remember. And of course, they all leave the library. But I got to jump back to Richie showing up at the library. That was one of my. That was one of the my favorite things. Like, mm-hmm. especially all the balloons blowing scene. up. And everybody's faces, and they're trying to not react. Yeah, that was funny, and him screaming at the librarian like, "Yeah, Mike, <laughs> I'm gonna." <laughs> yeah, yeah she I, can hear you. Yeah, that's a great scene. It, um, that scene specifically r- reminded me of the Joker, because like the Joker is yeah. just such a such a unique villain. Psychotically he's, obnoxious. He's yeah, he's he's psychotic and scary in the things he's he'll do but he's also funny and hammy right see this and is so the point where i decided that, that pennywise way. is not scary and he's just fucking annoying like for <laughs> real to the adults he's like it's a bal- bunch of balloons with blood that no one else can see calm down yeah. dude the well, adult i think it's the uh, scary in the telling fact that bad he's, jokes he's he, the Richie knows that he can kill him. He's 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 capable of killing, but he's just messing with him, and that's the scariest part. Yeah, because you be don't like, know when it's coming. Do it already, like. But also, he's still he's still Pennywise because they are still afraid of that form of it. Hmm. I guess. Um, but it definitely watching it this time, it, I could definitely see that in the second half, Pennywise was af- also afraid of them, and that's why he was trying to like drive them away from the town and everything like that. Right. It wasn't just because he, like, hated them or was like, ah, get out of here. He was, yeah. like, you know, trying to inject them with fear, but at the same time, he was afraid of them because of, you know, right. them being a real prey to him. And, I mean, the things he did to him is, uh, in the novel as adults is darker than what we see. I don't know necessarily because I never, uh, like I said, like, I didn't make it that far. Good. The novel beat wanna, me then. But I'm going to listen to it. So... We see we see what happens to Henry Bowers. Apparently, he confessed to all the murders of the children. Yeah, and that's at that moment I'm like, wait, did he kill them? No, no, or he did, didn't. So Pennywise just convinced made him, him to do it. Yeah, yeah. Pennywise Pennywise makes a deal with him mm-hmm. that Pennywise will eventually get him the kids if he does this for them. And of course, Henry's so focused on revenge and rage. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I didn't know what happened at first. Like, I mean, obviously you find out later on when he's old in the insane asylum. Right. But at first, still with I'm the white like, hair. Yeah, he's just there with the white hair, and then we don't no, don't see him again. And I'm like, what happened to him? Did right. he die? Why did they show us that scene? Yeah, it was in- it was very very interesting. Um, and I don't understand. Kendall made this comment. Why the fuck are they all sleeping in halls? I don't. In the hallway, I still don't know that answer. Yeah, he's like in a jail. Why are there three men sleeping in a hallway and not a cell? Well, it's a psych ward. Still. 
They don't have any rooms. Isn't that dangerous? Renovating. To them? Like, they can't be, they have to be an Could endangerment be to themselves to be there. So, why are they not an endangerment to the other people in the hallway? Yeah. And they're not um, handcuffed down because he just gets up and walks off. Right. Uh, and we get the most, the, the one scene that for sure does not hold up, and that is the dog, but it. It is the dog. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I don't. Where know. like all of a sudden it cut to a Rottweiler's head and then in a clown, in costume. A clown costume. Oh yeah. It's uh, like. I thought yeah, it was I a just pug. Thought, yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't think anything of it being looking bad or anything. It was just. It's just weird. The dog it's head still is really weird. And it's. I mean, now now that we talked about it, it's shape shifting, kind of makes sense. It turned into a werewolf. It's been an old man. It's been an old lady. It's been somebody's parent. Sure, and I get that. Now it's a clown with a dog head that eats people. I just don't. I still don't necessarily understand why. Why did he take that shape? Yeah, I also don't understand because why. It better. Right there, he is he is he only. Here's the thing. He kills him, uh, but it, I thought he only feeds off children is what they've said before. Yeah, I think he just murdered him. Okay, it says yeah, that he feeds he also easier off children. Easier? Okay. Like, it's sense. it's easier because he says that... It says that... Um, Their fear makes He him... feeds off of people's souls, and he says that when people are, are filled with fear, that's like salting the meat, and that their soul tastes better when they're they're full of fear. And that children are generally easier to inject with fear because you can, you know, their their fears are usually tangible. Okay. Scared, yeah. okay, I thought you were gonna say like adults give them indigestion. <laughs> no, <laughs> no thanks. No, but yeah, that he can he can visibly change into the their personified fears where adults are a little bit more difficult. Adult intolerance. So he can still affect the adults, but not as easily as when they were kids. Gotcha. Right. So we see Henry coming for them all. Mm-hmm. Or we we see we just randomly see him like they everything's going good they've had a good evening they get the hell out of the library dodge dodge and uh, after a very slow moving fight we see Henry Bowers stab <laughs> Mike and then mm, stab himself I don't know never clear if it was Mike yeah, yeah. I was, I think that he was confusing because yeah the knife him. is facing Mike. They pull him off of him, and the knife is in his chest. chest. It's like, what did you like, do? Wow. Oh. Um, How does that work? Physics. Um, it doesn't quite work like that. Yeah, that was confusing. Uh, also, didn't ask, but how come Mike was never clouded? Because he didn't leave the town. What yeah. does that have to do? I thought that was Pennywise that was, or it, whatever, his power. So why couldn't he do it to him? Because he's close, he saw constant reminders. It's something oh. that he can do over time. Got you. Yeah, he said something he about that, that when he first runs into Bill about being seeing the street corner or and something like, like that. And it's like, there we are. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Okay. Speaking of like coming back to the town, Eddie's little visit with the old man is... Uh, I liked that scene a lot. I like Eddie as an adult. It, I, I like Eddie too, but that scene kind of felt just out like of nowhere. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of out of nowhere, but at the same time, it's like... I don't know. I liked it. I it might might be out of nowhere, but you need to you need to see everybody coming back into the town. Yeah, and it seems everybody gets their introduction to Pennywise again, mm-hmm. and that that was his was his. Mm-hmm. It was brief, but what? Uh, so what group? Before we get to the end, because we're about to, we're approaching the end here, because Mike's been stabbed. Um, which after the stabbing, Mike forgets everything apparently. He talks about having to read his old notebooks to remember. Huh. He's just old. 
I don't think so. He mentions that he he's said he aged overnight after getting out of the tunnels. So I'd after feel getting like out he's of the tunnels, older. yeah. Hmm. So that I thought that was interesting. But what uh, before they have the argument, we talk about the argument of going back. What group did you guys connect more with? Group. The kids. adults or the kids? Oh. Kids. <sighs> I wanted to be in the kids groups. Probably the kids. Um, Probably, I think the adults because it felt safer. <laughs> Don't want to be scared. <laughs> no, no. I mean, they're kids. They, I can't, I can't go with them. That they're they're gonna lose. Yeah, they no didn't. More. I know, but if I saw if I saw these two groups, I wouldn't go with the kids. I'd be like, uh, no. Plus, I don't like kids. Kids are creative. <laughs> kids are creative. brave. Yeah, sometimes the adults are brave. a bunch of wussies. Except for when they tear the heart out of this beast. Yeah, we'll talk that about was that. so weird. Yeah, obviously. Let's talk about no. Well, I mean, we'll we'll jump to it, but we got to talk about the 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 best line in the movie is. Did anybody bring anything useful? Yeah. Oh. Like machine a machine gun. gun. Oh. Yeah, I missed that God dang part. It. I don't know what I was. D- I think I went to the bathroom once. I don't you know did. if that's when it was. Yeah. But I came. I remember hearing it the second time. I still wish. I still, still think wish. we should have brought a machine gun. Yeah, I still think and I was like, oh, did I miss a line? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> machine gun would have been very helpful because you know they believe that it Fill it with some bullets. <laughs> yeah, this will take care <laughs> of Let me show you what I believe in. <laughs> I brought a nuke. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where we get that scene from Predator. Yeah. <laughs> where they're all shooting at the forest. <laughs> but yeah, so they go back down and, okay, it's so... Somebody, made, somebody walked down there and made plans. People go down there all the time and yet there is this little door... Yeah. Mm-hmm. With skulls piled up <laughs> around it. Mm-hmm. Where they'll come with from. With a green light coming out of it. It's like. There's green lights everywhere. What the heck are the green lights? I don't know what the green lights are. It's just artistic choice, I guess. But like, why is the, Why would you ever put a door like that? Why That's is it like so saying, small? like, come in. Like, there's something behind here. Something also, magical. I, is I, here. I just want to know who built the door. <laughs> yeah. Like, did the creature Penny, build. <laughs> Penny was. And he made it kitty size. I, I guess he's a shapeshifter. He became a carpenter for, for a day. A, carpe- <laughs> a, 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 maybe a leprechaun that is a carpenter. <laughs> oh. He's his hobbit hole. That's great. I was reading this great book. This, uh, yeah, where's Seth when we need him? And also with how often that thing goes in and out, that door is gonna he need some fixing. He shrinks down to a little bitty person suck size. Suck it in, suck it in. I mean, I kind of took it as like it's like you know, clown cars. Are tiny <laughs> clown cars. <laughs> so all their doors are tiny too. Oh, okay. <laughs> and we see the we see its final form now. Was that what anybody no. expected here? Shelob from Lord of the Rings. I just thought it was going to be an alien. I wasn't expecting a scorpion spider, spider thing. thing. Yeah, I, you know, I that remember. Was, that was a real letdown. Here's the thing. I remembered <laughs> there being a spider in it. Yeah. But I thought, in my mind when I was picturing it, I thought it was like a spider with Pennywise's head on it. I don't know where I came up with that. So maybe I'm be more projecting terrifying. the spider gremlin from gremlins that's, 2 yeah, that's gotta a be new that. batch yeah uh so i i guess i'm just mixing those two because that's what i was expecting but i was not expecting that i thing. was not expecting it at all and like i stephen king has a thing where a lot of people say that he he writes a great story but his endings are 
very diversive. Hmm. Um, but it gets weirder because in the in the book, you guys saw the Dark Tower. Yeah, we yeah. saw it. Did we talk I about? Do we talk? Okay, so all right. So in the Dark Tower in the book series, um, the Dark Tower in the universe exists on the back of a turtle. Yeah. Yeah, you mentioned it. The lion turtle. That turtle shows up at the end of it and helps the kids take down it because the turtle and it are like mortal enemies. Did you just spoil the book for me? Huh. Something like that. Dude. Huh. Okay, I read that. I read that on Wikipedia, and I thought this is the most bizarre thing. Wait, isn't it? So wouldn't that lion turtle be like damn huge? No, so apparently it's, it's not all universe. that big. Yeah, it's a shared universe. Oh, so they're tiny, tiny people. So when the turtle comes in to help these kids, they could like the accidentally, yeah, the adults, they could accidentally smash the Dark Tower people. I Yeah, I mean, that's kind of how, <laughs> that's, that's how it sounds. I told you I've not read it, but oh, not yeah. that part. But yeah, so. Huh. Okay, My well. Parent. And it is the Dark Tower turtle. I I can only hope they do that in the part two of the movie. <laughs> what in the? How would that even? It was proposed for this, but they were like, "No, that is too fucking silly." Like, you take Kermit the Frog and get the fuck out of here. Ah oh, man. Um, which okay, fun fact: there was a live action Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles TV show. It's called The Next Mutation. Do you mm. remember that when you were a kid? No. Henry Bowers played Michelangelo. Really? Yeah, it was weird. Wait, young Mike, young Henry Bowers or old Henry Bowers? Young Henry Bowers. Huh. Mm, okay, that's what I thought. It was one of the few things he did after it. Um. So, yeah, I didn't expect this creature at all. Um. But whenever they get to it, as everybody's staring at the deadlights, Eddie's monologue. I love Eddie's monologue. I'm afraid. Of, I believe in the Tooth Fairy. I believe in Santa Claus. Like, I believe oh, in the Easter Bunny. But I no. don't believe in. I loved yeah, that. I like that still that gave me that, that that gives me chills. Like I still love that uh, that moment. And uh, loves it, Kyle. I hated that part. You hated <laughs> it. Oh, because here's the deal. I read like you know I, I read the synopsis for the novel on Wikipedia. Sorry if I'm spoiling stuff for you, Kindle. But it says that uh, Eddie, yeah, Eddie sprays it again with his uh, with his inhaler. And then it works, and it damages him, but then uh, the spider bites his arm off, and he dies. And I was like, dang it, I wish that would have happened, because I freaking hated Eddie. Really? You hated He was so annoying. I didn't care for adult Eddie, but I liked little kid Eddie. Okay, Eddie, especially adult Eddie, was just annoying and boring to me. I think I I like adult (laughs) Eddie more. I felt like Eddie. Yeah, we were nice bow ties. Yeah, I liked him. I was very sad when he... Sorry to go against you, but no, right. <laughs> I, I was. I wish you. I wish you would have died. <laughs> yeah. No, I was sad. Um, die, die. And then we see the gang push the spider over. Push the spider. We push the spider. We push the spider. I would say it one more time. We push. Push the spider. Yeah. Yeah. And then they. That's kick how it. they defeat it. And then somehow after it. after kicking it and punching it with their bare hands, they break its hard outer shell. Uh huh. That bounced, that bounced a piece of silver off like it was nothing, and they uh, pull its it fucking heart out. Oh yeah! Didn't you see the ex- explosion inside of it when she shot at its lights? To me, that was just the lights going out. Oh well, I mean that was a pretty big explosion. It had to soften some stuff. 
because that looked like it took place inside of it, not necessarily on the outside of it. I don't know. But they rip its heart out. And not only do they rip its heart out, like they lift it to the heavens. Like, <laughs> we are giving you a sacrifice. <laughs> I loved it. I did not. It was weird. It was I mean, very I bizarre. hated it. So I was loved seeing its heart yeah. get ripped out. Yeah. I mean, really, like you could have lifted that up with the green lights going on and we could have just like jump cut to be prepared from the lion. <laughs> <laughs> no, it'd be the circle of life. They're lifting it up. The circle. <laughs> but it's but gotta it's got to be the eerie green heart. light from Does Scar's this perspective. One just die. <laughs> uh, and we see all the uh, we see all the victims coming down from their spider web thing. And, yeah, that uh, was weird. Why did they all start lowering out of nowhere? I'm assuming because he was controlling it, like he had a mental lock on it. So it is why they float. I guess that's I don't know. It's the best guess I got. Oh. So how come he doesn't eat them? He just like wipes Maybe their brains. Uh, well, I think Kyle they were, said those they feed on their soul. Feeds on their soul, but I mean, he mangles so the body. He physically it? does eat them because, like, he would mangle the children. Ew. Yeah, like um, he ate Georgie's arm. Yeah, he didn't just rip it off. He ate it. Oh, gross. Um, By the way, that was one thing when watching this whole thing. I'm like, you know, I'm not a fan of gore and. That part creep. That part unsettles me the most when he tells that story about Georgie, mm-hmm. like ripping his arm off. I was like, "Oh, I don't like that." Mm-mm. I was like, "I'm kind of glad I didn't see that." And I'm like, "I hope the new movie doesn't show me that." Oh fuck! I don't know. It might not it, be as. Arm. I mean, I like Georgie so he much too, so I don't, I don't want to see that happen. It's rated R. This one's rated R. <sighs> yeah, so I yeah. feel like they're gonna go. All they out. probably will do something. Kendall, you said as a victims were coming down, something didn't make sense. Do you remember? Why they were coming down? I didn't oh, get that. Okay. And also but, why it was a freaking weird spider. Does anybody else have any other questions about the end of the film? No. Where did it come it from? Sense. Is it answered in the book? Um why I don't why I does don't... riding a bike make uh Audra come out of her catatonic state? Yeah, I c I I don't know the answer to that one either. Um I I think that was, that was tacked on book, just so. was it? I think so. Okay. Yeah, before he goes, he takes. Yeah. Okay. I I couldn't remember, but uh, like I said, like I hadn't read that far. I read the synopsis, but yeah, maybe it was interesting in the book and it explains it better. But it was very corny in the movie. Like they had to end on a really happy note, so they had to. That's exactly why I liked it's it. for sure. I like horror movies that do that. Like that's one of my favorite reasons I love Poltergeist so much. Speaking of uh, Poltergeist and Toby Hooper, the director, sort of director of that film, mm-hmm. uh, who just recently passed, but he directed oh, yeah. the first uh, Stephen King TV adaptation. It was Salem's Lot. It was the only t- TV adaptation before it, hmm. and it was so successful it did a theatrical run, and it almost got a theatrical run because hmm. it was so successful they thought about doing like a uh, uh, whatever it's called um, fucking hell uh, musical no not a musical whatever uh, uh, a reprise no like what is it called man I don't even rerun? know rerun they were going to air it in, pretty much in theaters for people that missed it uh, but there was a there was a line or there's a there's a word. Hmm. Are you okay? It's like whenever the band goes off the stage and comes back. Encore. Encore. There we go. 
I win. It's on the tip of my tongue and I couldn't nice. figure it out. But yeah, so it was kind of like that. Um, but yeah, uh, there's a fun little fact for you. Speaking of Toby Hooper. I'm surprised they haven't put it back out. In theaters? Kind of surprising. Kind of not, though. I mean, it's so, like, you go to Walmart, buy it for five bucks. Who's going to spend $10 to go see it in a theater? I don't know. It seems like such a big deal. Like, the new trailer for the new one, mm-hmm. you got to, all the, like, YouTube success, you have to put a lot towards this movie for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's millennials who grew up on this movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which, they moved it to the 80s. Did you know that? Mm, no, I was oh, wondering, it takes place I was in wondering the 80s? when it was because, yeah, I mean. Moved, moved it to the 80s over the 50s. Okay. That means it might be. Oh, is that so that like when they wake or when the, if there's a part two, then it's like present, present day. day. That's the plan. No, when when did they okay. make That's that cool. change? That Has that been the plan since it was first in mm-hmm. development? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Or at least since the latest regime took over. The newest, it has a very interesting, convoluted backstory. Oh, I know that. So That's why I was worried about how it would be. Turn I'm still out. kind of worried because, I mean, I mean, either way, we'll see. I mean, I'm not super excited to be scared out of my mind, but uh, <sighs> I'm not excited to see a bad movie either. I agree. I agree. So, but yeah, we I'm with- hoping it'll be a really good story as well as you know probably it'll probably be pretty graphic but also like i hope that it has emotional depth to it you know and everything like that yeah that's what i want because that's what i'm wondering is that like i feel like this movie made had themes and made you know had messages and especially if they're only showing the first the first part and they're totally cutting out all the adult stuff and i'm just wondering like what kind of you know themes and uh you know morals they're kind of going to try to communicate if if anything which yeah. I think it's going to be great. And this movie does it, it really if... well. So I'm yeah. wondering, I don't know. I was going to say, like, I think, I think like, whenever the scene in the library when he tells Richie, like, you're too old to stop me, I think that, like, was a really good uh, kind of, kind of not summarize all the themes, but was just, like, a really good good line about um, a lot of times when you're an adult, then you you feel like you're too, like, it's you're you're too far ahead of, like, your childhood fear so you just have to like block those out and ignore those yeah. uh you know childhood trauma and childhood fear so you're too you know you're you just have to block that out you have to ignore it you know just run away from it instead of trying to face those fears right no but then also like on the opposing side that there's the theme that uh well i guess it goes along with that but that um you know all all the adults at, while they're st- while they're very successful in a lot of fields they're still um you know haunted by their um, childhood problems like Bev is Bev is married to an abusive husband now. Right. I read that on Wikipedia in the books, Eddie is actually not single or a virgin, but he was married to oh, a yeah. girl who was uh, just as hypochondriac or just as much of a hypochondriac as he was. Um, and so they kind of play off each other and have this horrible life. And then you know Bill blocks out his past about you know his brother dying and everything like that. And so um, so they're still even though they're successful and you think they moved on, it seems like they moved on from all that terrible life. Mm-hmm. Like they're still being haunted by those, those childhood traumas that they faced. So that's what I kind of took away from it. It's kind of, I, yeah. And I agree with you and it's, it's fear is what you make it and you can like, you can control it or it can control you. Um, and it's like, or I was going to say Mike was like trapped in by his, he was almost paralyzed by his trauma and that's why he could never move on from the town. Cause he was always living like, you know, looking over his shoulder and reliving and it so, constantly. 
it's it's that i think it's uh i think it's also that more or less like if you don't deal with something now it's gonna follow you no matter what Mm -hmm. like so whenever you have something when something arises that shakes you to your core that is a problem the longer you let it lie the worse it's going to be Mm. because coming back the adults were so much more afraid than they ever were as kids because they waited it out for so long and they took it for granted that, oh, it's okay, everything's fine. When it was really the exact Yeah, opposite. and the fact, that it, the fact that it came back, they were like, well, how are we supposed to stop this? We thought we stopped it. Yeah. Um, so we can't just do the same thing again. So, yeah, so yeah, you can definitely see that, that the fear was, maybe it's just because they were better actors, but, um, but yeah, the fear was a lot more intense in the second part. Mm-hmm. Anybody else have any questions or thoughts on it before we do favorite scenes? My only thought is all that stuff you were saying about his other powers that we don't find out in this, it's not canon. So I'm sticking with my thoughts of like the nerds become successful and yeah, uh, yeah. his power or what the the people in the town are just as uh, messed up as the creature itself are. Right. Is. I'm curious to see if that's portrayed much in the new film. So Matt, were you saying that the their success in the future was a power of the of the clown or of Pennywise, and that he was yeah, it was because... almost setting them setting them up to be successful so that they wouldn't come back. Yeah, distractions. There either. Okay, okay. Yeah, I hadn't even thought of that. I thought it was just the simple, you know, they they were the losers in the beginning of the movie, and then after defeating almost you know fear personified, they were like you know oh well nothing can stop me now so. Like, uh, what I thought was a pointless story, but Ben tells the story of, you know, he stood up to the track coach in high school punched and, him. you know, then lost yeah. all that weight and stuff like that. Yeah, he, you know, the track coach punched him and stuff. And so, uh, so you know, but yeah, he, he wasn't afraid to, you know, let, you know, be, af- he wasn't, he wasn't afraid anymore. And so he could, you know, stand up to his fears. And so, and that's why all of them, they weren't held down by fear. And that's why they were successful, which I think is maybe another message of the movie. But it could also be, you know, that they were. I mean, maybe this is behind the Illuminati, and that's why, you know, <laughs> celebrities Wait. are successful because Pennywise is trying to make them successful. Speaking of conspiracy, does that mean that the turtle helped Mike find the bike? Probably. Because he mentions that. He mentions the <laughs> force. Yeah. It was like a force guiding me. Yeah. Huh. Or is that's this a Star Wars spinoff? <laughs> I was going to say, it could be a backdoor <laughs> Star Wars spinoff. It's all connected. All right. <laughs> Favorite so, scenes. Let's start. Let's, let's start with Kendall because she liked at least. Well, hold on, hold on. Before we do, Kendall, I didn't. I was uh, hated this. I was. I just wasn't. A, so real quick, give me like a out of five stars. What would you give this movie? Four. Wow, pretty the good. The movie's not seven. bad. I just don't particularly care. Yeah. No, I I okay. like it. I, so is that what you think about the Iron Giant? Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I guess when they beat the kid up with the rocks. <laughs> when they stone the kids. Yeah. Please kill those <laughs> children. Because that scene out of the whole movie, that whole scene of them picking on Mike uh, pissed me off to no end. So I was like, fuck mm. this movie. I don't care right now. Right. <laughs> it was... Ugh. Please kill them accidentally. I'm fine with that. 
just bash their heads in with rocks. Yeah, I'm Don't okay worry. with that. If they were my kids, <laughs> I would have been like, it's okay, honey. I understand. <laughs> Go kill that kid. Kyle, what about your favorite scene? Ah, this is a tough one. Um, I can go if you're not ready. If you want yeah, to you go ahead. Uh, my favorite is when they're fighting Pennywise the first time. Mm. Yeah, that's a good one. I like it. I don't know. It feels it feels Goonies esque to me. It does. It does. It captures that yeah. kind of yeah. And Monster Squad, which you haven't seen, but we'll get there. Uh, this so this was a childhood, complete childhood favorite of mine. Like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's a good four out of five stars for sure. And my favorite scene is Eddie standing up for the group, telling telling Penny Pennywise what he believes in and what he doesn't. Poor, like it. Poor Eddie. All right, Kyle. It's down to you. Um, it's a tie between, in part one, just the scene where Georgie dies, just because for me that's like uh, top, like number one creepiest of Pennywise. Just him talking to that kid and like luring him in in a very pedophile way. Mm-hmm. So that was that was really creepy. And then in part two is just like one of the ones that like when I watched it, I remember the most was when Ben and Bev are like making out and then he looks in the mirror and sees the clown pants and then realizes he's like making out with Pennywise. Oh, yeah. I was like, yeah, that was, you know, Super that line right there. It sounds like which Tim Curry was going to do the Joker. Mm-hmm. In Batman the Enemy series, that sounds exactly like what I could, what that would be. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> did oh, you guys give me a kiss, Bat Boy? Bat yeah. Boy. Yeah, I liked it. I yeah. like what it's I just. Like, did. It's so a great one line, and he has like the he gets the makeup on his face. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Messing with his uh, his inner poet. Yeah. Right, and then he like just a, Bev, this later Bev when she actually love confesses. For him later. Yeah, when she actually. Like, yeah. Are you yeah. messing with me? Are you He's the clown? Yeah. Yeah. Like I thought you told me to fuck off. You didn't have any sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> I was really hungry. Me this whole time. Well, we made it through. Are you guys going to see the? Are you guys going to see the new one this week weekend? Yeah, I'm going to the midnight. My wife is terrified to see this movie, and she refuses to see the new one. So she's also afraid of clowns. Um, yeah. So so I'm trying to find a good time to. I don't know when I'll go see it. Mm. You just drive down here and watch it with us. Ooh, that'd be fun. All right. Well, we did that's it. We did it. We did it. I think you should leave. <laughs> <laughs> it's past my bedtime. Hey guys, thanks once again for listening to this very long episode of Geek Cinema Podcast. If you enjoyed it, please go like, or uh, not like, subscribe to us on iTunes or your podcast app, and leave us a review on iTunes. Specifically, it makes us uh, a big difference in the iTunes charts. So go do that, and go follow us on Facebook or like us on Facebook. I'm getting all these words mixed up. I don't know them. Uh, Instagram, Geek Cinema. Facebook, Geeks and My Pod. Uh, Twitter, Geeks and My Pod. Of course, you know the dot coms and the forward slashes and all that. That's that You should know that by now if you're a millennial like us. Um, yeah, that's all I got to say. Uh, next week is it. The new movie. So, uh, I'm going to stop talking. Have a good week, guys. Bada bing, bada boom.